0: I feel like my list is going to be pretty disappointing, because I feel like it's pretty straightforward. Like, my top seven (laughs) were, like, locked in, and the last three I was kind of playing with, but that was it.
1: Similar, but I'll I'll say this. My number one still wound up being the The same one I said it was during summer. That's what I kept saying, too. Totally 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 i know Since I, i'm pretty I, like, sure i made that you, you, like, statement like, before you out. you were so excited
2: out. to talk about that movie last year <laughs> for your anticipated but like you like freely admitted like i don't i this is not going to be very good It's but a mega. yeah but looking forward to this movie for 20 years so <laughs> and it's
1: true you know i i started reading those books in fucking middle school so We're all going to be real disappointed after he hypes this up and then
0: he goes, oh, by the way, my number one, Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We'll
1: we'll discuss that at some point. It's
0: all a ruse. It's It's
2: all misdirection.
0: Welcome to another episode of Bragg Iron Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is Josh Zorch.
2: I'm up first. That means I'm important.
1: <laughs> uh, Mike Bradley. That whole pause thing there was meant to just confuse us as to who was going next, I think. Yes. But I feel sure. like we're just going in reverse order of the order we're going to go in later. <laughs> so it doesn't mean that Josh is more important.
0: Well, I wanted to save the other one for last because it's been a very long time since he's been on here, so he's officially been demoted to other Mike, Mike
3: Romano. Oh man, I was thinking you were saving the best for last, <laughs> but all right, all right.
1: I love how you hit him with the "you've been demoted to other Mike" in the middle of introducing him. I mean, I have—it's <laughs> seriously been like forty episodes. That's pretty pathetic. I, that's sad. yeah, I didn't,
0: I didn't go back through the records, but it's—I feel like it's been slightly after the, the what, somewhere in the one like early hundreds since I guess you've it been would on. Be, yeah. yeah. And I know Shame part on. of me is Bad me. Life. I haven't invited you back as often as I have, but I know scheduling has helped keep you away for a while too. I've been
3: yeah, I've been I've been busy.
0: I think I think life sucks. work has been beating you down where you just didn't
3: feel like doing shit at night. Basically <laughs> that's the absolute truth where I don't I come home and I don't want to do anything. I hate my job. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody out there listening that knows that they want to like a manufacturing scheduler, planner, supervisor. I'm a good guy. Give me a call. (laughs) For all the five
0: people that listen to this and three of them you know. Hey man, I'm pitching it. Don't matter. (laughs) Gotta throw it out there. Two others are moms. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Alright, so... Help a brother out. (laughs) So we're uh, we're back after the holiday. Hope everyone had a good Christmas and New Year. Um, I know at least Romano specifically is very happy now that I can finally stop hearing that he is unable to play Spider-Man on PS4.
3: Yeah, asshole. <laughs> hey, I figured that made your Christmas. Like, you are set. I uh, Yeah, I am. You're right. And I, I, I was telling Jess the other day. I was like, oh, I love
1: that. <laughs> Favorite <laughs> made suit? it all worth it. Favorite suit so far? Uh, ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Yes. Always been a yes. huge fan. Always been a huge fan. I, I like that one. I was rocking the Tobey Maguire one for a little bit. But I got Oh yeah, because that was free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was just there at yeah. the start, so I threw that on. But of all the ones I've unlocked so far, like the negative suit. That I do too, is that is
3: pretty badass. Fucking cool.
1: There's some good ones in the DLC
0: too, if you guys end up going down that path.
3: I already got it all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's some I went. I went full on. There's some good full ones to on. unlock in there too. Like I figure Jess bought me a PlayStation 4. I gotta
0: take four games <laughs> spend all the monies. Yes um all right so we are officially into 2019 so it's time to look back at 2018 we're gonna rank our favorite movies from the past year so yes we just did a top 10 episode so i hope you loved it because we're doing it again um for anyone that hasn't listened to these before uh the way we do this each of us has made a list of our top 10 movies of the past year we have not compared the list beforehand so there would likely be some overlap um it's, it's fun for us to discover this as we go, just when everybody else has. Um, we end up starting with everyone's number 10, we get everyone's 9, and so on, up to everyone's favorite. After that, we will talk about a few honorable mentions that missed the cut. Uh, we'll talk about a few surprises, a few movies that disappointed us. We try to... I don't know, it's it's something I've tried to do, is, is stay away from calling these movies quote-unquote bad. Everyone has their own opinion, and how you feel about these movies is subjective, so they just might not be for us. They just kind of fell below our expectations. So they they've disappointed us in some way. So and I always try to encourage listeners the you know, if you're curious about any of these movies that we mentioned, whether we like it or not, just seriously, just go check it out. Just, this is just our discussion about, we kind of liked and didn't like, and you can get your own opinion on some of this stuff after seeing us. Feel free to tell us how wrong we were about any of this stuff. Cause that's what the internet loves to do. Um, and the one thing that I've done the past few years that uh, I'm going to try to do on the fly as we go down the lists, uh, I will be comparing everyone's movie picks to Rotten Tomatoes. So we will be averaging out everyone's critical and user
1: rating reviews. Okay, you do both. Just, I, I couldn't yeah. remember if you just did one or the other or both. I did the
0: critical one time, and then you guys called me out that the, the user reviews might give people better scores. So I'm putting them both on there. Okay. So we'll see. I mean, that's what Rotten
1: Tomatoes does, so it's fair, you know. Yeah. They do so this. We'll you know, they let you see both. See how everybody stacks up at the end
0: with their with their top ten list and, and average out the scores and see. Not that we you know, if we could pick a winner, you're not gonna get anything, but
1: you know, good for you. Yeah, I mean if we were picking winners we would just make our list based on that and get a prize for it. Yeah. I we're would not just that. look up the top ten that all had hundred percent or ninety nine. Wait, I'm
0: not getting a prize? No, we're too cheap for that. Oh, Your prize is our even... company. I know. All right, I'm done. So You're yeah. disappointed. See so ya. Yeah. <laughs> all right, and it's down to just three. <laughs> uh, all right, so before we get into the list, uh, Josh actually asked us to run a couple numbers uh, from our movie-going experiences this past year. So, Josh, I don't know if you have to set any of this up, but I'll, I'll throw it over to you, whatever you want to give us.
2: Yeah, no, nothing uh, specifically. Uh, this is what is known as uh, fodder. So uh, <laughs> this is how this is how you fill content in time. So, yeah, we're going to talk about things. Uh, firstly, uh, did everybody get to see either in theaters or once it came out on DVD, but like by the end of 2018, did everybody get to see all top, all, all 10 that you had put on your anticipated list for 2018?
0: Brian? Uh, I did not. No. I how made it to how... eight of the 10. I missed my number 10 from last year and my number nine got delayed until...
2: 2019 so i did not see that one okay that's fair so really one dude gambit's done just give it up okay? <laughs> 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 it's gonna forever stick at number 10 until it actually ever comes out yeah yeah uh romano i saw what uh, we went through this <laughs> already. i saw nine out of my 10 nine out of 10 all right nice so missed one and
3: equal equalizer two was the only one that i missed missed equalizer okay and I've been trying to get Jess to let me rent it, and she keeps telling me no. Um, <laughs> which I don't understand why she loved the first one, but she just hasn't been in the mood for to watch it. So I'll just have to watch it on my own one day. That's
2: what you call a personal insight, there, folks. Uh, <laughs> Bradley, how about you? I did. Got I'll all ten. All. I yes. awesome. I got all ten as well. Um, next bullet point. Did okay. We're not going to get spoiler. We're not going to get specifics. We're just looking for a comparison. Uh, how many that were in your anticipated of the top 10, how many of those actually ended up making it to your top 10 favorites that we'll start discussing in a couple minutes? Romano, you're up first.
0: Oh, no, hang on, I'm counting. We talked about this, and I didn't actually go through
1: my list and make which ones.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I did. I'll go first and give them a moment.
1: Bradley, you're on the hot seat. Um, Six of my top 10 anticipated from 2018 were also... In my top 10 from 2018. As a side note... Me too. We uh-huh. can put together later, because I feel like it's a little spoilery, but four uh-huh. uh, of the top six
2: are also still in the top six. Oh, okay. Okay, a little tease. I like that. Laying the breadcrumbs. Uh, Romano, I heard you uh, in, a, in, a, in a panic shout out your number right. once you got it together. I, have, I saw six as well. Okay, so six from the anticipated made it to the top ten in the end. Yes. Out uh, of the favorites. Okay. Brian. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it looks like I'm six as well. Oh, wow. Okay. Either I really need to think harder about what I think I want to see <laughs> throughout the year, or I need to look harder at like different sources to find better calendars because only four ended so maybe up Maybe that means your surprise it. list is very big. I mean, in some ways, I mean, to be. there's probably two or three that there's definitely, there's two on my list that I didn't know existed at the time that we did the anticipated list. Okay. So that's the part where I'm like, well, maybe I should look into other sources more than I've done in the past that'll might, you know, have more extensive calendars or or reporting laid out. Uh, yeah, the Netflix movies kind of sneak in under the radar yeah and that too yeah. that too like, like like yeah streaming content now also makes it more difficult to predict this stuff. Yeah um, uh, what else? okay uh, so the last two um, th- this was easy for me because I've kept I've collected my movie theater ticket stubs since I was like 14 or 15 years old. So, it, like, it's not hard for me to put this together. But uh, if anyone knows, how many movies would you say that you actually saw in a movie theater during 2018, whether they were on your list or not, just in total? Oh, I added movies up, that you saw is, in. A I theater. added
1: up the number from my top ten.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Is this the wait? Is this the repeat viewings ones? If we've seen the same movie in a the theater more times? Yeah, just total oh, okay, total aggregate. So I think my number for theater visits was mm-hmm.
1: twenty nine. Yeah, that, that that's right about
2: where I'm at. It's 20, 29
0: Holy shit!
2: Uh, is are, are you are you blowing them out of the water, Romano? Is that why you say that? Yeah, way, way, way out of the water. <laughs> no, <laughs> not even close. <laughs> <laughs> We're I'm
3: I'm trying to figure out. How many
1: actually saw I, I can, in the theaters right now. I can tell, or do we have the repeat viewing question as well here, or is this just... We can, we,
2: while we're working this out, yeah, we can throw that out. So out of, say, Br- Bradley and, and Brian, so say like 29 or 30 you saw in a theater, take out your repeat viewings, how many unique movies would you then say, like individual movies you saw in, in a theater? Uh, wait, let me double check my talent just to make sure. One, two. 22 unique movies. I do have that number. Okay, 22 unique, about 29 or 30 in total. Yeah. Okay. I have 23 unique. Okay,
3: okay. The mo- So you guys, the- okay, let's, I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, you guys saw more movies in the theater than I saw all you. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, my theater number is not that big. <laughs> But it's not the size that matters. Guys. I mean, I knew that going <laughs> to The quality of content. I know, the I know content. you catch up on a lot of stuff <laughs> after the fact, so I know you're a lot of renting and and home video stuff. Yeah, I think I mean I maybe went to the movie theaters seven times. If 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 mm-hmm. I if I'm if I'm at if I'm at it upright, I think it was maybe seven times. Okay. okay. Eight tops. I. But yeah, but but at the same time, you but hit... again, I only saw 22 movies, 21, 22
2: movies all year. New movie that really yeah, released yeah, in yeah. 2018. Okay. I, I I don't really want to tell everyone my numbers now. Yeah, you gotta share it because now, now like, I feel like now, like, if this this is like a scene out of a uh, uh, comedy about like people in their twenties talking about like their sexual partners and everyone has like really low numbers, and then there's like the slut of the group. Josh I'm is a, the movie, movie? Slut. <laughs> slut. Yeah, movie slut.
3: That's your new title. Yeah, <laughs> it's slut. gonna stick. You brought it
2: upon yourself. Uh, okay, so. In total, looking at all of my, my my ticket stubs in in the scrapbook, um, and I'm going to hedge on this because <laughs> Brian and I discussed before we started recording, uh, in, in a soon to come future episode, maybe talking about some of the uh, movie uh, theater like subscription programs that are on the market right now. Like, there's Movie Pass; people know about that. It has a lot of brand recognition but a lot of like chain theaters like AMC uh, uh, Cinemark and others have started their their own similar competing ones. So that has played a lot into what you're about to hear and maybe Just rip that's it off, like
0: a band-aid. Just
2: yeah. Just
3: jump in, man. Cold pool, let's go. <laughs> 57.
2: Damn. <laughs> and if I take out my repeats, it's still 52. <laughs> That's a lot. (laughs) Now, to be fair, until like the first two months of the year, I still worked at a movie theater. So I got free movies there. From March till about July, before MoviePass imploded on its own rectum, uh, (laughs) we were signed up with that. So, yes, there was a cost there, but effectively it was like free movies. And then from September to the end of the year, we signed up with the AMC theater chain which, yes, is, again, a subscription service, but you basically get free movies all month for 20 bucks. So, when you do that, it makes, like, the decision whether you're going to go or not, it, like, really takes, like, the financial concern out of the equation. Right, right. Um, otherwise, no, I'd probably be in the same ballpark as as Brian and, and uh, Bradley.
0: That's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely, so that... I
2: know, I probably saw 20 movies that I absolutely would not have spent the money to see in theaters, at least. Yeah.
0: Is that more or less than your time working at the theater? Did you see more movies when you were at the theater full time?
2: Um, I'd have to look back at, like, I was predominantly, like, the theater was my main job for about six months in 2017. So I'd have okay. to look at my count during 2017 to get a good comparison. Um, oh, really? I'll I'll do that and I'll post that in the comments section. Um, yeah, on that's fa- your homework for tonight on on Facebook where you can find all episodes <laughs> and comments of Bry Guy and his Super Friends. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll chime that in. But uh, yeah, actually that that'll be interesting to compare. Like, was I actually doing more when I just flat out got them for free, working somewhere, or right. have some of these other avenues, you know, allowed me to do it uh, even more so? But yeah. We shall see. Um, um, so that that is the end of my spiel and the human interest story side of the episode. So now let's get down to statistics and data.
0: Yeah, I was kind of expecting when Josh was like, oh, I got these questions I was going to tr- throw out to you guys. I'm thinking, oh, are you going to like make some sort of like nice statistic or pie chart from all this information? He's like, no, I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I want to see charts and graphs,
1: damn. So I can tell you freely. I can work on it. I've seen my number one movie four times. Anybody's hired. In the theater.
2: Wait, say say that again, Bradley? I
1: I can tell you, I I put it together. I've seen the number one movie on my list four times in the theater. The number two movie was seen three times. The number three movie was seen twice. And my number six movie was seen twice.
2: I think the most I saw of any. I think I did three. Of the same movie in the theater, and that was it. And I only did that for one. Everything else was maybe I think twice. You know, I've only seen one movie ever twice in a theater. Oh,
3: do you remember what it was?
2: One movie.
0: Yeah,
3: Force Awakens. Oh, good pick.
2: It is a good pick, but I'm surprised it took like you that
0: long to see like your entire life. You've never seen yeah. a movie twice, not until good then. Good
1: lord, the, the movie I've seen
3: not that I not that I can recall.
0: Wow. I
1: I cannot tell
2: you how many times times I saw Jurassic Park in the theater. I can't even I, estimate. Only, I can tell you how many times I saw Return of the King and Lilo and Stitch because it was both <laughs> four. Independence Day was a big one for me. I think that yeah. was like five
3: or six. Same. So, no, I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean, I, the only reason why, and the only reason why I saw Force Awakens twice was because we went opening night. Yep. Me, and Brian, we all went on Thursday, and my dad wouldn't leave me alone about going to see it. <laughs> so we we had family date night. <laughs> we went and saw it again, which I was totally okay with because I actually left that movie like I need to go see that again. I know, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did, and I and it probably was because it was so long since like the awesomeness
1: of Star Wars was really. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a lot of anticipation. I, behind I don't that. even, I don't even count the the pre. I can like tell you, I have one it. movie that I have seen twice within the first, I think it was 16 hours that it was released. <laughs> Um, and that was because it was impromptu. I had tickets reserved.
2: I was just about to say for the, was,
1: the initial day that evening. Like I think I had like it was like five o'clock. I had tickets. Sounds reserved like skull poopoo to me. <laughs> but I was hanging out with some friends, and one of them suggested, "Oh, this is they're doing a midnight viewing up at the mills. Let's go." And I was like, "Fuck it, let's go." Movie and so I wound up seeing Deadpool, the first one, twice. Do it uh, within the first sixteen hours, and I was not upset by that because I, you know, it was Deadpool. Wow, I did I did something like that with the first Avengers,
0: having the the day off that it came. I did the midnight, and then I think I, I I literally I think saw the first Avengers probably three or four days in a row. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I remember you doing that. it was I like you doing that. I, I went to Midnight, now it was Star Wars, and then you it was like, yeah. I I kept finding people that were like, I haven't seen it, and I was like, I'll go. <laughs> and I, I had off, it was like, a, it was either a Saturday or a Friday that I took off because I had seen the Midnight Show, and then... Somebody else was off in the afternoon, I was like, I'll go, and then I had plans to go see it with friends that evening, so I went in the afternoon, and then again at evening in the same day.
3: <laughs> Didn't you do that with Force Awakens also? I may have. I feel like you did I, that, that. I feel like you did me that too, because I remember, like, you seeing that, like, four or five times in, like, one week. Yeah, it was, I think if Force, I recall A- correctly. Force Awakens was
0: probably, like, three times in four days or something like that.
2: Yeah. See, the closest anything comes like that for me, uh, not, like, many, many repeat viewings, but the... Uh, anecdote I told on the last episode about seeing Frozen, <laughs> like in because it had come out on DVD, but it was still showing in theaters because it was still making money. Yeah. So I, someone wanted to take me who hadn't seen it either, and I was like, "All right, sure." And then I got to a friend of ours uh, of Sarah and I's who had bought it on Blu-ray like earlier that week. And like we're gonna watch Frozen tonight. It's so good. I'm like, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I don't know. I might have beaten your record because I watched the same movie twice within like six hours. Josh was letting it oh. go hard. <laughs> oh, things were being let like, go all over the place. <laughs> uh, all right, so should we
0: get into the list now? Yeah. That yeah. Sounds let's great. get. Into the list. Let's look. All let's, right. So <laughs> we we uh, figured out the order beforehand. So we're gonna go Mike Romano mike bradley mm-hmm. josh and myself so starting with romano for your number 10
3: i mean it's not a surprise that i basically my list is going to be for the most part based off of comic book movies <laughs> so again only saw 21 or 22 all year still more than andy true yeah <laughs> <Well, again, laughs> ant-man and the wasp okay And I know a lot of people poo-pooed the original Ant, the first Ant-Man. I still like it. One of them's on this podcast. I like it. I think it's funny.
0: Huh? One of them's on this podcast.
3: That's right, Bradley. You hated it. No, the other one. Try again. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no. I I loved Ant-Man. Well, I thought Ant-Man, because it's very rare that I think a sequel is ever better than the first one. And I truly thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was better than the first one. I thought it was a great story. I... Uh, it was awesome. Um, I like how they tied it together too, even with like the whole, you know, Thanos thing of Infinity War and like towards the end there. Yeah. Spoilers for anybody yeah, who hasn't get, seen it. I just.
0: Yeah, don't get too specific because. No, I'm not.
3: Okay. I just, I, I just, I, I everything about it, I, because I, we always, we all know that Marvel is not exactly one for their villain. Yeah. But I, I kind of, I kind of liked um, uh, what the hell is her name? Uh, Hannah John King ghost. Yeah, yeah. ghost. Yeah, Ghost. But yeah, I I I liked it. I liked um um oh fuck what the hell is his name? The black Goliath. Island. Bill Foster. Yeah, Goliath. Yeah, oh, Lawrence go. Fishburne. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. I wanted to call him by Morpheus. His, uh, Matrix. <laughs> yeah, that's it, Morpheus. Yeah, I Morpheus him was amazing. I liked his character in it. I just thought it was great. It was, it was it, you know, it was a good. It was a good Marvel movie. It was, you know, uh, it had it had its funny jokes, it had its serious moments, and I, I I don't know. I just I I don't know. I think I I like Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. I don't know. It's really weird. D- Dismulsion did not well, disappoint. Ev- Ev- Evangeline Lilly was awesome in it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Total badass. Total badass. So yeah, I thought it was.
1: Do, do, it, it made the do list. Do not let Baba Yaga come for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I could Plus have used thirty percent more. Yeah, more dismal. Well, that was my
3: biggest fear that they were going to do the whole Michael Pena storytelling thing, like because it was so awesome in the first one. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was hoping You they put were, a quarter was, like, in, really you gotta let them they go. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, but
1: that, that was. It was great. And it was cool,
3: like how like the the cars were like in a matchbox container and stuff like that. It was just, it was just awesome. Yeah, I was just, just all around fun. Yeah, I think the. You know, the Marvel
0: movies always have a sense of humor, but I still feel like the Ant-Man movies between Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, those two are more just like straight up comedies.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd, they they I'd, lean a lot more into the humor. I'd put them right with Thor Ragnarok that used the same yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. like that steered into that skid 100% and it worked. And mm-hmm. I, I still think it works for Ant-Man. Um, Thor Ragnarok is still by far one of my favorite Marvel movies. Mm-hmm.
3: Very it's strongly. up there, yeah. It, it, just because that's like one of those ones that like we could just throw in, like, and Jess loves it too. Like, we can just throw it in and just watch it at basically any given time. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. Uh, Josh, you got anything to add for *Ant-Man and the Wasp*? we have been kind of quiet.
2: Uh, for, if you don't have anything, <laughs> he nice needs the truth say. serum. <laughs> he needs the truth serum. It's no, it's just uh, you know you don't have to if. if if all someone's going to do is shit on something, then they just, you know, they don't need to say it. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh. There there were parts of it that I you thought... You still didn't like Ant-Man and the Wasp either? Not, not that much. I, I thought some parts of it that they chose, like, some choices they made were creative and imaginative, like the Matchbox car, you know, carrying case that you mentioned. Um, I did enjoy Evangeline Lilly um, Walton Goggins. being able to... But that, that was the that. thing I I could have like I would have loved much more screen time for those guys. Um yeah. my my problem with it mostly was story structure and overall writing like I don't feel like anything happened in that movie. Like I couldn't it tell did, you yeah, what I the mean, story is... was. I couldn't like yeah. there there's not I wouldn't necessarily say like well there was no clear villain. It doesn't necessarily just come down to that like I th- I think the whole like subplot as to who the hell is Walton Goggins' character working for. I don't think it matters. I don't think they intend to tell us. I don't think it was material. It's just there. Why Justin can't he just be working for? Sorry.
1: Uh... <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, it's it's, you it's you know, wishful thinking that we get uh, Sam Rockwell back. That's all it is. Oh, I know. But
2: uh, but then like it comes. I don't know. I I just feel like when you when you really look at what happens, like they're they were dealing with a conflict but there wasn't anything bigger than that like there wasn't really a problem occurring there was not like I, there it was it felt like devoid well, of like the typical storytelling structure in a way i felt like that was a good thing for the movie itself though instead
1: of telling a story about how the entire city is threatened because of what this villain's doing they were telling a story of somebody in the villain ghost that was willing to do whatever was needed to survive. And that drove her to do even really bad things. But just because she didn't want to die.
2: There was a a friend of mine who I enjoy his take on things. Um, He's a very... He's not like a professional writer, but in my opinion, he sort of is... Uh, th- the way that he breaks things down, he basically said that entire movie was like one big MacGuffin. Every action that occurred, every scene that was written was just so that the next thing could happen. The next thing had a reason to happen as opposed to there being like a logical or an organic story to be followed. Um, And, and, and I think it – like I said, for me personally, I think it suffered by cutting down on things like – I don't think they utilized – Michael Pena and his crew as much as they could have in a bigger way. Like, they were in scenes where it made sense for them to write a scene, and then, like, they were out of it. They weren't as integrated into the the fabric of things as much anymore. Uh, They said it it was just... Maybe some just, like, overall production choices leave me not liking those as much as a lot of the other solo characters.
1: Okay. Yeah, I
2: don't
0: think you're going to win Josh over on, on your arguments. I think it's better just to let it slide and go. <laughs> it's fair. <clears throat> um, Alright. Uh, good pick for your ten. Bradley, what's your number ten?
1: My number ten is Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, the, this movie was... I felt like th- it had the potential to be much better than it was, but it was still very good.
2: That's um, a good way to put
1: that. It... it, it It was trying to incorporate, I don't know, it felt like it was trying to use, like, parts of a Tarantino movie, parts of a Scorsese movie, trying to, like, it felt like it had a lot of this stuff going on, and then you got these excellent performances out of people that brought it back in, and a very interesting story that I feel like... I don't know if you guys have seen... Who has actually seen this? I have. Brian? Did you? I did not, Okay. Again, 20... 20 (laughs) Hey, Drew Goddard doesn't make movies very often. Uh, This is only number two. So, uh, he... Well, I can't say that without being a spoiler. Do we care about spoilers? Yes. Okay. So... I'll... Yeah, you're trying to sell us on wanting to see these movies, so...
3: Yeah, we're going into
0: this assuming people are listening to this without seeing a lot of these movies, and they're looking for either recommendations
1: or, you
0: know, steering away from stuff.
1: Okay, fair enough. Um, I I think that this movie came up (laughs) short in very minimal ways, but the interesting story that was built around the characters... (laughs) was worth seeing it was a little bit long it sounds like i'm saying this yeah. movie was bad like i say it, 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 this movie is like a little nudge away from yeah. winning the best picture oscar like it, it, it's that close to that kind of film that it teetered if, right on the edge of like being
2: so great and so bad and then it just a couple things here and there yeah
1: yeah like it you, you get these you mm-hmm. know all these people that are at the El Royale Hotel, and you get their individual stories as to why they're there, what has happened, and all this that pieces it together. Um, and this is the one with like Jeff Dan or, um Bridges. Jeff
3: Bridges, and Jeff and John Bridges, John hamm, Ridges, John Chris, hamm Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth. Yep. Uh, okay. All
1: right. Dakota Johnson. Yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> and it, it's honestly each one of the individual stories has its own flair to it and own interesting bits and mystery and it like i said you just wanted it to be so much more but it's still damn enjoyable and listening to chris hemsworth try an american accent is hilarious <laughs> um personally uh it, which he it, he has pulled off better in other movies <laughs> yeah i think this time he was going for california like, he was yeah, going for yeah, that yeah, California-American okay. accent, and it just was like... "Ooh, If that's <laughs> intentionally that ridiculous, it's good. But <laughs> there's also very noticeable things that you can find out about Chris Hemsworth <laughs> in this movie that um, I'm not going to get into who or what or why, but he has a relationship with one of the other characters in the film, but it is very subdued because of Chris Hemsworth's real-life wife will not actually allow him to be intimate in any way, what sh- shape, or form with another woman on screen for movies. Um, if you notice, like, even the scenes in Thor with Natalie Portman, it's very reserved. Um, it, she is very possessive of him. Th- th- there's stories out there about this you could read about. It's interesting. Um <laughs> And it, it, it kind of, I feel like that itself downplayed part of his character. Like, the, the presence mm, of... I see that. what you're saying. Yeah, you've seen it, you see what I'm saying. I'm having, not trying to spoil Having more of anything. that,
2: like... Yeah, no, no, I guess you mean having... Given the ability to have more of a very direct physical presence with that other character... On, changes on screen, things would, would have, even more. Yeah, and and it also would have done a lot to strengthen the impression you have of what their relationship is. Yes, exactly. Uh, otherwise you're kind of less you're left to be like with a little bit of ambiguity and That's like well is, not good am, for am I supposed to care about this as much as they I think they want me to because they're not there's more that could be shown. Yes. More that could be portrayed
1: yes um but yeah in general that it, it's definitely worth seeing um i i would not cu- say that this movie has great replayability because once you know it's it's kind of mm-hmm. like i mean even logan it, it is as good as a movie logan was that's the one i always come back to when i think of replayability i absolutely love logan but i never have to watch it again i have watched it again but you don't it's so visceral you don't necessarily need to see it again I feel like this movie doesn't make me want to watch it over and over again is even though I respect the content
2: I got gotcha. you' fair yeah I think I think as, a, as you said before like drew Goddard has been more of a ideas man he's been a writer a producer showrunner on a, on a lot um I think his only other directing credit was cabin in the woods yes. Which is, yeah, we've spoken about previously, is one of the damn best horror thriller movies, in my personal opinion, made in at least the last 25 years, if not, like, arguably, I think you could put on the table as ever. Like, it holds up. It's so imaginative. And him and, uh, oh, who should... the other, M- Mr. Buffy. Avenger. Joss Whedon! Joss Holy Whedon. Oh, oh, shit, I okay. can't believe his his name <laughs> like, fell we, on my head. Like who's he going for uh, here? Mr. They, Buffy. They what the hell? <laughs> they, they co wrote it together and Goddard directed it. Um so yeah, but so he hasn't been behind the camera all that much exclusively. Um but I compositionally he put a really good movie together. And and it is really enjoyable. I think uh like especially you guys knowing your tastes, I think you actually would dig it. Like and like Mike has said, like You might not be left with the desire to, you know, watch it again and again, but it's pretty entertaining.
0: You're talking about Cabin in the Woods, or... No, no, I'm sorry, Uh, Bad Times at the Elroyo. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah. I still contest that everybody will love Cabin in the Woods, no matter what, (laughs) but... Yeah, I'd agree with that. (laughs) Yeah, I thought Bad Times looked
0: interesting from the trailers and stuff, I just didn't get around to seeing it. I could, I mean... I don't think it's on home video or anything yet to rent or anything like that. But I think I it should to be actually it. Soon, just if not.
1: today or yesterday. Yesterday became available to rent. Okay. There you go.
0: Yeah, I'm, it's one I plan on trying to catch up on sometime later. I just haven't got around to it yet.
1: It, it's, I mean, it's a solid two and a half hours. So you got to set some time aside for it. it, it, it like I didn't know it yeah. was that long when I went to the theater. And in the theater, you definitely notice the length. It started to wear on, and you're like, wow, this is going longer than I thought it was. I didn't look at the time for this. But knowing ahead of time, you can be prepared. Fair enough. Um,
0: all right, so we move on to Josh's number 10.
2: Gentlemen, if I said to you, Jody Foster, Sterling K. Brown, Sophia Botella, Jeff Goldblum, Zachary Quinto, Jenny Slate, Charlie Day, and Dave Bautista. Would you say, why haven't I seen that movie yet, and where is it right now?
0: Honestly, I think I kind of forgot about this movie, and I think I know which one you're going to talk you about You had right me now. at
2: Sofia Boutella,
1: but Because my
2: number 10, we're going from the setting at one hotel for at Bad Royale to Hotel Artemis.
0: Yeah, I actually kind of forgot. I-, I remember those trailers looking interesting, and I completely yeah, forgot rare. about that movie. Yeah,
2: that's another one I'm going to have to rent now this was one that uh, I think we had the discussion at some point last year where uh, you know, right, these things that like come out of nowhere and like a month before they release to theaters, you see a preview for them or a story online, you're like, what is this? Wait a minute, what? Uh, So you're not like aware of it, you know, months and months ahead of time when you put this together Um, this was really cool, it was a really solid cast, it's obviously like an ensemble cast, uh, similar to Actually, similar to El Royale and some of the others that I'm sure we'll discuss, but um, the premise was really cool. It, uh, I mean, the background of it is, it, it, I wouldn't call it like, oh, it's a dystopian future. Um, it's just like, say, in a couple of years, things have just tipped over the edge a little bit, and like Los Angeles is in a little bit of, you know, like a degraded state, and you know, things, it's, it's just a little shifty. Uh, there's some, you know, like public riots going on, a lot of discourse. Um, well, Hotel Artemis, the premise, and I think this is in the preview, so this isn't a spoiler, but the idea is the hotel is like a safe haven. It's like a, a truce ground for criminals who are injured or seeking asylum. Mostly if they're injured, but they can kind of call it for, like, it's a safe base. Sort of like the Continental, in in john wick that's what i was just thinking right um it 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 really does service also like as a as mostly as a hospital but every now and then like the people who run it will allow people who just want safe harbor to be there shortly Um, but uh there's you know given that idea then of course the idea is okay you have all these people together Something's got to go wrong. Something's got to be the you know the the spark that sets the ignition off, and so then your plot drives from there. Um, it is really, really cool. I think it's it's a pretty solid like hour and twenty five minutes, hour and a half. Um, there's not a lot of fluff to it. Um, it reminded me of what most movies that were made you know fifteen to twenty years ago were like where there wasn't a tie to some previous IP or a franchise or, or a character. It was just a movie. It was an idea that somebody had and somebody wrote and somebody financed and someone produced and someone distributed. And it's got a good cast of actors. Jody Foster is really, really good in this. Um, between this and black Panther, um, like never having watched this is us or other stuff he's done really. Um, these two movies have turned me into a big Sterling K. Brown fan. I think he's, he's like between those two movies, he is such a relaxed, natural, fluid actor. Um, You, one of the few people like you really only maybe see two or three roles a year. I think where you say this person's not even acting this, like they're, whatever they are doing is just coming off so natural, but then everything you see them in is so different that you know that it's not like oh they can only play themselves, nothing like yeah. that, nothing like that. Um, so yeah, I can I I I wish I could have put it higher on my list, but I ended up enjoying s- other things so much more this year that were like really banner stuff or or good return to forms for some other things. Um, in any other mix, like this this could have been a halfway mark. This could have been like another like a nice solid six or seven probably. Um but I would okay. de- I would definitely, definitely recommend Hotel Artemis.
0: Uh did anybody else see this one? Because I did not. No. Okay. I guess you're you're on your own, Josh, but I will take your word for it, because it is one I I wanted to check out, so I'm gonna have to come back to that one later too. hmm Um all right, so we'll go to my number ten. Uh my number ten is Tomb Raider. Good choice. I oh, yeah. think they actually did a really, really solid job on this reboot, remake, whatever you want to call it. Um, I yep. think Alicia Vikander killed it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, they they did a really good job. I think, and maybe it's something that I I don't remember if they really did for like the Angelina Jolie Tomb Raiders, but like they focused on Laura and her like puzzle solving skills. Like there was actually like some tombs to be raided and and puzzles <laughs> to get there and and. You know how they explain the myth into reality for their their for the plot of the movie. I think was worked really well. I would love to see them do a sequel. I don't know if they will. I don't know if it made enough money and got enough recognition. But I I really liked it. It kind of surprised me. So I put it as my number ten.
1: Yeah,
3: I agree with you. I like
1: it. Yeah. Uh, honestly, that was the first one off my list. Like it was, if I had eleven, that would be number eleven for me. Um. And it's definitely the 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 far and away best Tomb Raider movie they've ever made. Um, it may also be one of the best, if not the best, video game related movie based on a video game to be made. Yeah, I think if you've if you've played the most recent Tomb Raiders, like
0: specifically the the Square Enix Tomb Raider and then Square Enix's Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff from those two games that they incorporate in this movie for the better, because those games are really really solid. Um, some of the the plot of the movie I think like kicks into gear really quickly, like it it tries to go to the next thing very quickly and kind of might throw you a little bit, but uh, it yeah it, it, yeah there's a point in the like first act right at the end of the first act I feel like that just sudden suddenly it's like okay we're going we're we're going now yeah. yeah
1: you right. No, you're right. And I feel like this was the action-adventure type of flick that has really been absent in a decent form for a while, this type of movie yeah. where, you know, like the Indiana Jones-esque kind of adventure that this was, <laughs> mm-hmm. we didn't even get out of the last Indiana Jones movie. So yeah. we're getting it back because movies like this, like National Treasure... I love yes. these kinds of movies. I want them more and more and yeah. more, and we just don't get many of them. And it's really the only one like that this year. This is a yeah. lot in the vein of what I want an Uncharted movie to be. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um,
3: so, but I want another. I want another National Treasure. movie. That too. Yes. yes. Yeah.
0: But again, since I don't think the National Treasure movies did very well at the box office, everybody seems to like them, but I don't think they make a lot of money. And this movie also, I don't think, made a lot of money. So I think people are taking, you know, Hollywood's going to take the wrong lessons from this. And it's going to be people don't like these movies, we're not going to make them.
1: I I think a second Tomb Raider would make a lot more. Once this movie's been around the Netflix block and people see how good this movie is, the hype for it, I think, on a second movie would be a lot better. Because after... Honestly, the absolute trash that was the last Tomb Raider movie that came out. Um, I think a lot of people would have been hesitant to invest their time and money in going to the theater for this. Yeah, honestly, I didn't
3: catch it until I didn't catch it until it was the HBO free weekend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad you got around to it at least because I think it's fucking good. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I actually got a couple, but the, 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 I bet you out of, out of my 22 movies I saw, <laughs> I bet you. Five or six of them came from the HBO free. Weekend. <laughs> there, there's a lot
1: free of weekend. good ones yeah, on one there right up. now. There really so is. HBO's you... got a good lineup right now. It...
2: Did did have you ended up adding HBO? Fuck no! I'm gonna get rid of my cable. <laughs> <laughs> so on the one hand, I was gonna say like, oh look, uh, that's proof HBO that like your free marketing weekends work, but oh, apparently no. not at friggin' all. No, it, not, well, it <laughs> took it took all year to get like five movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: I mean, seriously, the last time they just had it right before New Year's, mm-hmm. I recorded two movies and two of them one no three I recorded three movies and two
1: of them were old like old movies that I just wanted to watch that I hadn't watched in a long time mm, okay yeah. so h b o for me is bound in with my cheapest possible cable plan somehow uh i lit my my cable television comes with like local only two to 19 whatever it is like that's my channels on television and hbo oh i wish mm-hmm. <laughs> i pay for as little as possible and they were like well you get hbo for free when you do this package with internet okay <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take it <laughs> you gotta get your thrones on yeah <laughs> i mean i'd be buying that season one way or the other you know like i but yeah mm-hmm i'm glad it's there because hbo has had a lot of good content lately
2: well i uh in terms of tomb raider i would say like coming from like a non-gamer um it's been yeah at least 15 to 16 years since i've watched the angelina jolene ones i think i've seen i saw each of them once and that was it like at around the time they came out right um And I would actually, if they're going to make a sequel, I would love them, like, to your guys' point about Indiana Jones, National Treasure, like, especially the National Treasure movies, I freaking love those. Like, legitimately, Uh like, really, really like those movies a lot. Um, I wouldn't mind if they punched up those aspects in a sequel a lot more. Like, the Mm -hmm. action is great. Like, it's nice. Like, if it felt with this, like, you can take Indiana Jones and turn it up to eleven in terms of the stunts and the situations she finds herself in. And like, she's supposed to be able to handle herself. She's supposed to be athletic and and have those survival skills and all of that kind of stuff. So you can punch that aspect up, but I really would have liked them to integrate the puzzle aspect more put and like, uh, from that short uncharted fan film thing they made with Philly. Right. Like put that like deep history stuff into it. If, if, you know you like let's nerd out a little bit like whatever you have to do if you're even going to like be in one location like really layer on to get from a to you know from a to b there's going to be six obstacles in your way and like really layer on the knowledge in each of them tell me all the background about why it matters to get from this thing to this thing and and everything like that's i think really enjoyable tomb raider
1: this movie's instance in particular I wouldn't have mind the movie being 20, 30 minutes longer if that's what Agreed. they were adding in. Leave all the Agreed. action that's there. Leave all that stuff in. Just add more of what they were telling you about whatever the Chinese... Uh, Himiko. Himiko, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 add more of that. Tell, tell me well, more about the I think the difference
0: between... The difference between like the National Treasure stuff and in this movie, the National Treasure is definitely like globe trotting and the one clue leads to the next clue to the next clue that tends you somewhere else. Tomb Raider is a lot focused on just survival. She's stranded on the island right. without anything, and it's more about staying alive as opposed to solving the puzzles to get to where she needs to go. Right. I mean that's a big okay. part of it, but that's not survival I think is more the focus because there's a lot of brutal shit that happens in that movie mm-hmm. to her just based on trying to stay alive. Which doesn't True. happen to Nicolas
2: Cage when he's globetrotting in, in National Treasure. Sure. Okay. So I mean, so then may, maybe if the foundation of it is not necessarily like solving solving things based on lore or history per se, but something that will help her survive is getting from wherever she finds herself to the other end of that river or the top of that mountain or through the jungle, and you can make up some bullshit about <laughs> local tribe history that will aid in the survival aspect, per se. Well, I think, but, I like, mean, that was... Punching up, like I said, just the problem-solving, I think. Right. Maybe that's what it comes down to. Give me give me more... Mystery. Okay. Where, there, where there's a problem-solving analytic to it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, that was... I think that's that would explain this movie, but for a sequel like you're talking about, I would rather like to see some sort of globetrotting adventure for her to go on following those clues. I think that would be better. But at least... Now I'm trying to remember, because I haven't played the latest game. I haven't played Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but I'm pretty sure Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider are more confined adventures. Yes. Like, somehow she's stranded and, again, trying to survive and just make it through to the end. It's a lot... There's not... Like, there, it's not a globetrotting adventure in these games, so I don't know if, if they're taking inspiration from the games, if they would keep the sequel... If they make a sequel, keep it confined like that on another island, or if they'd actually expand to something globetrotting. But, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Josh. I'd like to see more of, of that aspect of it. Because now, now that she's made it through this movie, like she, she they set it up as like she is now the Lara Croft that we know from the games and can do a lot more. So that would lend itself to more of a globe trotting adventure, I think. Top rotation, Romano's
3: number nine. All right, so my number nine was also one of my surprise movies, which I was not expecting and I did. I knew nothing about, to be honest with you, and, and just on a whim. I ended up watching it, just because it was there and I was bored, didn't have anything to do, was The Outlaw King on Netflix. Oh, okay.
4: Oh, okay.
2: Good to get a recommendation on this. I didn't know how it turned out. Um,
3: I, I was a you know a huge Braveheart fan, but Braveheart is not exactly the most historically accurate movie there is out not there. Not even close. Okay. Like, they at all. Even have <laughs> like, at all. didn't even have for hundreds of years yeah, later. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, at all. Hmm. Um... But, uh, and who's in a Chris Pine fan? I mean, gotta gotta love, gotta love little Chris Pine. No one. Do you have to love the little Chris Pine? Pine? Because I watched this movie too. Do you have
1: to love the little Chris Pine? Because, uh, you get a little bit more familiar with Chris Pine in this movie than I would have liked.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was the one thing. Oh, that that, could be a good selling point to Sarah. (laughs) his, His wife? Man, she's hot. Uh, but honestly, it was great. It was basically it was after the whole William Wallace thing. Basically when he was drawn and quartered and put up all over the place. He plays the, you know, he plays um Edward, no, oh, oh, Jesus. Robert the Bruce, basically. Uh and it's it's much more historically accurate and it's got the gore. I mean, it's got the oh, yeah. it's got the not the gore, but like it's got the live battle scenes that you would become familiar with if you've seen Braveheart. You get that up close personal combat, it, it, I, and it was a good story. It was it was it was really good. I really I was really surprised. I because I it was okay. like it was like right after it had come out. Like it had, like it was like released on Netflix like maybe a couple days after I saw. It. I was like I I saw it pop up on Netflix as like a you know, suggested movie and like new release, and I was like, nothing on TV. I was like, ah, eh, fuck it, I'll just watch this. And I was like, this is really good.
2: <laughs> yeah, they were hyping it for a couple I, weeks was, before I they actually great, put it but,
3: out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> I, I would say it, it, it was even a bit more brutal than Braveheart was.
3: Yeah, it might. You're right because there was a little more. There was some more little grotesqueness, like especially well, when,
1: they, when that one dude got hung. Yeah, Ooh, we'll just leave it at that. And it's. A, and, I mean, it's the same with technology. We're more advanced that yeah. how we can do those kind of things than we were twenty five years ago with Braveheart. Yeah, we can yeah. Um I-, I thought it was very good. Uh absolutely. Um this one still has its issues with historical inaccuracies, just like any yeah film is going to. Like I don't think I've ever watched you Take Liberties. You take yeah, liberties. I mean even Gettysburg yeah. was a joke historically. It, it... That
3: was based off a book, that's right. why
2: but it's, it's i think it was based off a place too uh, suppose uh, we want to go to gettysburg
1: i can give you a whole lesson but, but, uh, you know you know me i have the degree in history and it I, I still see that stuff in movies and it it still bugs me even though i know that no movie is historically accurate i still see things that i'm like yeah uh, come on but okay for the movie um yeah. the movie was entertaining um Chris I mean, Pine's I still love Braveheart, aside. even though I
3: know it's not even
1: closely historically accurate. No, it's so. still entertaining. It's still a good story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, Chris Pine's junk aside, I... Uh, yeah. That, that, and there was... Spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're going to see Chris Pine's junk when you least expect it. Um, I never at least expect it. <laughs> I least expect it because it's Chris Pine, and there was no reason... Like, it was completely... Uh, Yeah, I think they, like, like, yeah, you don't see any, there's barely any nudity in this thing at all, if any other. I don't think there's any other nudity in this. He's just, like, bathing (laughs) in a little pond, and he just steps out, and it's just like, oh, they had to pan the camera at that angle so that you saw Chris Pine's junk, this seems. Well, there was a sex scene, too, but that was it." it. It's still, it's just like.
2: Yeah. Well, there's enough like unnecessary, superfluous female nudity in movies. Maybe, you know, some creator was like, Screw that, we're going the other way. Honestly, I've heard Pine in an interview say that's pretty much why he did it.
0: Oh really? Like that it's just like women are pretty much, you know, expected
1: to be nude in movies. So he's like, Oh, I could I could do that. Yeah, good for him. But do even women enjoy floppy wiener? I mean I'm i I'm just I'm just <laughs> putting it out there like I don't know anybody that well, enjoys
3: like it's not it's not the most attractive thing on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> well,
2: and, any any listeners who in, enjoy the mail form please chime in, I guess and give us your the feedback on, on No, you know, mail I was form.
0: about to say hit Bradley up on the social medias and tell him how much you like floppy dicks, but then I realized it's <laughs> not on social media anymore, so we can't even do that.
1: That's right. We um, will relay
2: all of your messages to Bradley. You, please yeah, you can please leave them in the comment section. absolutely say
1: that you enjoy the male anatomy all you want, but let's just keep in mind that we're talking about the flaccid male anatomy. Okay? I'm not talking the rest, whatever. It's the forbidden
2: fruit. He's a celebrity. He's an actor. <laughs> it's different.
1: Whatever you want to say about it. <laughs> all right, we spent way too long on Chris the, the penis, so if we could move it along. That's sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, <laughs> I Did she? <laughs> So, all right. Uh, I'm sorry. Romano, I mean, you can still all? talk about the movie. Just
0: move on from the penis talk.
3: Like we, I'm, done, I'm done talking about the movie.
0: <laughs> I, I, go I go absolutely by, recommend,
1: recommend no. watching it. Brian, the gore may be a little much for you at times, but. Yeah, I'm already
0: hearing it's probably not for me, but that's fine. I mean,
1: if you got through Braveheart and it didn't bother you, you'll be okay. If you didn't get through there's Braveheart only, there's okay. there's only one spot, then. There's
3: only really one spot that would probably really grace you out, and it was when a dude gets hung. So I mean, we'll just leave it there. So if you start watching it, and you see a guy about to get strung up, just turn your head for a little bit.
0: All right, we'll see, but probably not. <laughs> that's, that's I appreciate you guys looking out.
2: Just trying to help, Ryan.
0: I know. I appreciate it. Uh, I don't know, Josh. You have anything to add for this? Because I don't.
2: Uh, I know. I didn't get around to it yet, but it because uh, I think this this. Only came out in what? Like finally released in like November, I think maybe late October. It
3: was November, early December, maybe. Okay, I yeah, think. so that's I been it wasn't long, it's been that long. It's,
2: it's definitely on yeah. the on the to watch list. It looked intriguing, and like they definitely put a budget behind it. And uh, yeah, who doesn't like Chris Pine? So mm. yeah, um, yeah, and I'm, I I like history movies and all that. So I'll get there eventually. But uh, nope, don't have much material, uh, substance to add right now. Okay, and if I'm not mistaken, I'm
3: pretty sure that I saw like some guys that were in Braveheart in this movie too. <laughs> I'm not not saying for That's sure. That's like their like, niche as I didn't, actors. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I didn't like go in and, like fact check that. Uh-huh. So don't you know? Don't bust me on it if I'm wrong. But <laughs> well, I'm I, I, I felt right like now. there was a couple people. Everyone <laughs> bust him on it. Please do. <laughs> I f- I feel like no. I just feel like there were a couple couple er, like background characters and stuff like that that weren't. They didn't, probably didn't even have a line. They just looked. <laughs> It just looked familiar, and I'm like, man, I think i seen him in Braveheart. You know, it's like
2: one of those things. There their are only two IMDb credits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like maybe Rob Roy. <laughs> Background actor in Game of uh, Thrones. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so we'll move on to Bradley's number nine. My number nine, and I would say the same for my eight and my number seven, is really a result of the fact that any one of my top six could have been my number one. Any other year, this goes way higher. But I feel like this year, it was just so packed full at the top of the list that uh, Mission Impossible Fallout falls to my number nine oh. slot. Okay. Um, like I said, it I I can't tell you enough about how much I love the rest of the movies on my list other than saying Mission Impossible Fallout is at number nine. In any other year, this would be in the top three. Um, th- this movie was... Exciting from start to finish was the first time that uh, we get some actual continued story in a Mission Impossible movie that is like an actual linear continuation. Yeah. Um, which is awesome. Um, Henry Cable, amazing. Uh, my biggest criticism watching all the trailers was like the way that they piece together the bathroom fight scene in this movie to make it seem like uh Tom Cruise and Henry Cavill were having it out in that bathroom even though they in fact were not um it, it, it was interesting the way they did that <laughs> in the trailers well it, m- my problem with it was it, it, at the time I'm watching it I'm like Tom Cruise is in his 50s and he's 5 foot 2 and Henry Cavill <laughs> is in his what 20s or early 30s and he's fucking superman um <laughs> it, 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 I had an issue yeah. with the, that whole setup and seeing but seeing that fight scene alone that fight scene was absolutely incredible um the helicopter sequence unbelievable it, it's it's mission impossible at its best the action sequences in the movie were incredible and they're telling this awesome story at the same time um. Especially, I mean, these movies, it's hard, like, the whole movie could be potentially a spoiler, so I'm trying to...
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's hard to tiptoe on this one. Well,
0: you know, to your point, too, about, like, you know, the way the trailers were made, the trailers spoil the end of the movie. If you've seen the trailers, the the third act finale is in the trailers, so if you are curious about this movie, I would recommend not watching the trailers and just go see it. Yes. Um... But I, I also love this movie, too. It, it Spoilers, it's going to show up on my list sometime later, and I probably could gush about this thing for a while. The, all, like, these movies, this franchise has turned into, like, what stunts does Tom Cruise want to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I've, I've listened to way too many long podcasts with uh, Christopher McQuarrie, who wrote and directed this one in Rogue Nation. And for both movies, it seems like they come with specific set pieces they want to do. So, like, the helicopter sequence, the halo jump, Tom Cruise had to train for that stuff like a year and a half in advance, and they didn't even have a script. Yeah. And they are making the <laughs> script as they're making the movie. So they came with it with stunts, and then they're just trying to connect the dots in the story, which, <laughs> when you think about that, is fucking mind-blowing, because yeah. this movie makes sense. Yeah. There's no yeah. Plot holes that really stand out, so it, it amazes me that between Rogue Nation and Fallout, these stories are so coherent, and yet they're making them up on the fly.
3: So, wait, was Tom Cruise really piloting that helicopter? Yes. And he really did the halo jump? Yes. Yes. Fuck, that's awesome. I like Tom And he Cruise actually <laughs> broke <laughs> his ankle decided. jumping
1: from the top of one building to another building.
3: See, I knew that. <laughs> like, I did it's... know that, that he did break his ankle
1: on I... that one,
3: that... Yeah,
0: on the Blu-ray for Fallout, every special feature is just Tom Cruise learning how to do a stunt.
3: <laughs> I gotta watch, I gotta watch that special feature then. I gotta rerun it. Yeah. So yeah,
0: it's it's every because I tried watching them thinking I'd get more of the making of the movie. No, it's just like, well, what what stunt can Tom Cruise do now? Yeah, and it, honestly, I. So there's the Halo jump. There's the helicopter piloting the um, when he's hanging from the bottom of the helicopter.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, think they I did, talk yeah. about
0: the roof jump. Him driving a motorcycle down through downtown Paris.
3: Mm-hmm. So what you're telling me is Tom Cruise is the real Superman.
1: Ooh. <laughs> it c- could be. That's what I'm here. Uh, Tom Cruise gets more credit from me for doing his own stunts in a movie that has stunts like this. You- you've yes. heard a lot about yeah. other actors doing their own stunts, and you see those stunts, and you're like, okay. I felt <laughs> yeah. It, <you> know, <laughs> it, it, like, well like it might, an example comes to me is like Charlie Cox doing a lot of the stuff in Daredevil, and it's like okay yeah. Eh. You know, like that. It's cool that you did that, but Tom Cruise just literally, in nearly intentionally, crashes a helicopter and saves it. Like that. Yeah. That's what you you don't you don't and have an actor the level of Tom Cruise doing shit like that in a movie, and it's amazing they allow him to do it.
0: And it's something yeah, to really. be said for this franchise that you know they don't make movies like this anymore that are doing practical stunts. Yeah. That. I mean, he's probably got some wire work help on some of this stuff, but it's still him doing a lot of these stunts that I think most yeah, yeah, people just, would do with a CG things. background. Yep. Yeah,
2: just because you have things in place for safety or whatnot, you're right. It, it, it's practically executed. It doesn't mean you don't have, yes. to have a safety net or use your, yeah, yeah. use your brain, but you're right. The, <laughs> the fact that it's not just a computer-generated image is, is what really makes it stand out. And I, I was thinking about it. I am pretty sure this is the first Mission Impossible movie that I actually saw in theaters. Everything oh, else okay. I saw, even even the last two, uh, was it Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol? Yeah, I saw after the fact. I think this is the very first one I ever saw in a theater. And how was that experience for you? Because I feel like it was awesome in the theater. Uh, it was a it was a good theater experience. I am um, glad that I, mean, I you did, did see like fifty seven movies in a the theater. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> Wasn't hard to surprise yeah. me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I I don't know. I, I think if I had seen it at home, I would have had. As good of an as good of a viewing experience as I did the last two or three, because um, I feel like this is the, a movie like this that's is made to be theater. bigger and louder, like IMAX.
0: Yeah. This is something you want to see in IMAX. Yeah, yep.
2: yeah.
1: It IMAX definitely adds some uh, vertigo to some of the stunts in this movie. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, 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 um. Sorry, Bradley. I think I feel like I kind of hijacked. No, no, you no. It's, it's, gushing about it. I, so. you know what?
1: I I know <laughs> you with Mission Impossible, and I know I know it's higher on your list. I knew ahead of time, but you know, it, like I said, it to me, it just stands to how good this year of movies was, and that I feel like so yeah. many of these movies were just outstanding, and I'll watch. Probably all of this top ten, with the exception of bad times at El Royale, I will watch many, 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 many more times over the coming years. That's fair. Um, Just sort of a PSA for
0: anyone that is curious. If you want a really good insight into how these movies were made between Rogue Nation and Fallout, check out Christopher McQuarrie on the Empire podcast. For Rogue Nation, I think he did, like, three hours talking about the making of the movie. And for yes. Fallout, he did two different episodes that were about two and a half hours each. Holy oh, shit. And it's just him talking about the writing process, how they came up with ideas, how things were formed organically. And you hear about how much they just sort of made up on the fly. where They went into a location trying to scout it, not knowing what they're going to shoot and how they're going to do it. And they just kind of made it up.
2: <laughs> nice. So, for anyone that likes behind-the-scenes stuff, it's really, really interesting. I mean, you would ne- not in a million years would you ever guess that, because these movies don't look sloppy. And, right, and exactly. They, yeah, exactly. They tie yeah. up their, their loose ends, and their story elements are pretty tight. Because mm-hmm. it was like, they go on record saying one of the best things to happen in that movie
0: was Tom Cruise breaking his ankle. Because they had a couple, like, like a month and a half or something, to try to nail down the story and get everything right. And then they picked up when he came back, and... They had stuff in place then that they wanted. They knew what they were going to try to do. Huh. So yeah, I guess everything happens for a reason, one way or the other. Um, all right, anything else to add for Fallout, or we can go to Josh. Uh,
2: all right, Josh, you're number nine. Um, this is the first of two past franchises that got. I don't. I definitely don't want to use the word rebooted, but got revisited and continued this year. Uh, I enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, I haven't picked it up on, on Blu-ray yet, but I'm sure I will at some point and add it to the collection. Uh, I could watch this pretty pretty often for a while. I, I liked it a lot. My number nine is the Shane Black Predator. Oh. Okay. Uh, <sighs> I, I think I said going in last year that... Uh, there's something about uh, Boyd Holbrook, who's the lead in that. Um, yeah. I don't – he's – similar to how I said about, like, Sterling K. Brown with Hotel Artemis, like, he's kind of come into my radar the last, like, year or two, especially after Logan, and um, I've seen a couple other things he was in since then, including this, and uh, he – I just – I don't know. I really dig him when he's on screen. He's got a, a command of his presence when he's in a scene and um i i liked the story choices that they made i thought that they could have gone somewhere very silly or really out of left field um they definitely opened up the overall fabric of the world if you will of the predator and this that that species and where he comes from and his I wanna say like just history per se, but like it, it's not just oh predators on Earth and people have to stop them again and they're in a situation. They they opened it up a bit deeper than that. Um and it could have gone off the rails pretty easily. I thought they did a good job at reining it in. Um mm. It was interesting because I felt like from time to time, like scene scene to scene every now and then, there were moments where they kind of just like jumped from one arc of the story to another. Like with within the same characters, but they were it was almost like well I got we're done with this part now and we're moving on to the next and it wasn't as seamless or organic as as it probably could have been. Okay. Uh, but other than that, for like returning to a franchise so many years later, uh, w- with such a you know notable iconic character and whatnot, um, yeah, I I I dug it a lot.
1: Um.
0: Uh, yeah, I did not see that, so I don't know if anybody else can chime in that has seen it.
1: Um, I actually was there for that whole marathon day with Josh. Um, yeah, oh, that's right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, to me, I can't say not enough about how much I love Thomas Jane in this movie.
2: Um, yeah, right. He's he like a supporting character.
1: Yeah. As a, Thomas Jane is a supporting character who has an issue with Tourette's and it is, he is the, him and, um, Keegan-Michael Key are the comedic relief in this to fantastic fashion. Um, it's something that they needed. Um, because some of the more tense scenes, they really serve to cut the tension that was not necessarily, I think, building as good as it could be because it's a predator movie, and we all know what's about to happen, so it loses that tension just based on the series, not based on the quality of the film. Um, you know, good point. Yeah, we, we were what is this one, two, three, four, five, six, seven predator? Yeah, if you movies count now? the alien first yeah. predator too. It's yeah. So you know, th- th- there's not a whole lot of like oh, you know, so uh, th- th- that to me. Makes the movie rewatchable. The rest of it is fantastic. Um, I agree with Josh on this. Um, It didn't make my personal list, but I... I mean, one, it's Olivia Munn, and who can't watch that for a while?
2: Um, (laughs) She's good. That's a good point. I liked liked that she was not just eye candy in this movie. She was for a little bit. A, A little bit, yes, but mostly, like, I... I think this if if anyone has seen the movie like Office Christmas Party, um, mm. or or Newsroom, I love her roles in that too because she can absolutely play a strong, smart person. She she's in, in my opinion, yes, very attractive, but she does not have like like she has more of a strength playing a strong lead character as opposed to just eye candy. She's, oh, absolutely! In my opinion, it's like she's that good of an actress. And there are yeah. moments where they use that, but she's also like she fires it right back at this, you know, group of military guys and partial I don't want to say like ex cons per se, but they kind of are um and, like she holds her own with them and not just in a like oh over the top warrior soldier kind of way, but more like um like uh you know, I can fire your shit right back at you. Like you're mm-hmm. you're right. not I, I'm not the character, I'm not the person you think I am. Like it it, it fit very well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: She's she doesn't get enough credit for her talent because of where she came from, in my personal opinion. Um if I'm was she with IGN, I think? Is that or G four. Yeah. Um and that just I think that puts a damper a lot on how she got treated earlier in her career and that perhaps she's starting to break past that a little bit now um movies like the predator aren't necessarily the a-list type movie roles that she could be playing um but yeah she can absolutely act with the best of
2: actresses around today if she gets the chance um, and that, that's another thing, is as I think, like I said about Boyd Holbrook, is I think when she's on screen for me, there's, like, to me, like, she owns it. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to, like, see anybody else. And not just, because visually, just, like, she commands the scene.
1: Yeah. I agree. And I, I, I'm looking forward to what they do with it from here. Um, yes. If, if recent times or anything, we'll get a completely new something in a few years. Yeah. Which I'm okay yeah. with. Um you know yeah. they're, they're, the Predator series has been looking for that magic spark that the first one had ever since the first one came out. Every True. Predator since then has been looking for that. Predators, with the Adrian Brody movie, mm-hmm. tried the hardest to just recreate that movie and it didn't succeed at that, but it was still, you know, it was still good. It just yeah. It tried the hardest to do that. And I think this one took a correct turn trying to make its own mark. As opposed Agreed. to just trying like, to recreate the first movie.
2: Yeah, like it, in one way, like it almost feels like it works well as like an anthology series every like six or seven years. As opposed to a franchise every other year. Right. Like somebody else comes in, adds a layer. It may or may not directly or indirectly tied to what's been laid down before but as long as it doesn't horribly contradict what we've seen before it could be its own I, thing and that's good enough
1: the thing I'm really looking forward to the most with the Predator series is its return to horror instead of mm-hmm. action because for a long time it has been an action movie and but the first one was a legitimate horror movie and to come back back to that route would be pretty awesome and I always say that to people with the first predator being a legitimate horror movie because yeah we know what it is now and we look at it as a fun more actioning type of movie now that we know but the first time you watch that movie and you're just as lost as to what the fuck's going on is these men in the jungle that are being attacked by something that's walking around invisible that's a horror movie to me, at least, um, I, I would like to see a return to that form in some way, if they could manage it. Perhaps hiding themselves under a different name, <laughs> um, kind of the way that uh, we got the uh, split did. Hiding itself is part of the unbreakable oh, thing. You, yeah, yeah. you know, that would be an interesting turn. Do we know?
0: Are they? Are they? Making another Predator, Predator movie? Oh, Is that, eventually, just, like, I'm sure hiatus. they will. I, I yeah.
2: I, in, in terms of anything official, I I have I haven't gone looking for it, but I haven't seen it.
0: Okay, because I I feel like I've heard mixed things about this one, so I didn't think they immediately like
1: greenlit a sequel or anything like that. So I didn't know if I missed something. Not quite sure yet. Probably not a sequel, but the Predator will be back. I I guarantee you that. Okay, fair
0: enough. Um. Uh, Alright, so my Ramon and I didn't see that, so I don't think we have anything to add. Yeah. You guys good on Predator? Yep. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh we'll move on to my number nine. Uh my number nine, I think, was a movie that I was hoping might have been a little bit higher, considering it was my number three unanticipated. Mm. Uh Incredibles 2. Mm. Um, I think I still really like that franchise. I think it's still one of the better superhero franchises out there. But I did feel like Incredibles 2 took a lot of plot points that were very similar to the first one and just kind of like flipped them a little bit. Yeah. So I was hoping, I think, for a little bit more original stuff, but a so-so Incredibles movie is still better than a lot of the other stuff out there, so it still made my my list.
2: That's a pretty good summation of how I felt about it. Um, Spoilers, it didn't crack my 10. I, it, I fought to get it on there, really. Yeah, <laughs> I like I wanted it, I wanted it to, and then I'm looking at everything else, and it, that's the thing. I don't. If I if I had to be honest, I wouldn't say that. I actually probably did like it better than one or two or three here that did make it, but I think I couldn't let go of. It it was not going to make my disappointments list whatsoever. Yeah, right. But there was yeah, I think how you articulate it there was just a feeling of it like you were waiting for it to just be a little bit more or a little bit different than they ended up producing especially when you compare it to the first one and and some of the similarities between the two and And even just watching the trailers
0: like the trailers tell you it's going to be the same movie but you're following Elastigirl instead of Mr. Incredible Yeah, But I was still expecting some sort of twist, and just the trailers weren't telling me everything. That was pretty much what
1: the trailers said. I made a big mistake with Incredibles 2. I didn't watch this in the theater. I watched this at home. And I decided, when I was like, okay, I'm going to watch Incredibles 2 today, let's make it a double feature. So I (laughs) I watched them one right after the other. And it, it just, I think doing it that way kind of amplified exactly what you're saying.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: And, you know, like it. I felt like I was watching the same movie, and I, I, by the time Incredibles two was a third of the way in, I was bored out of my mind. Yeah, it, you know, from having just come out, they're not short either for animated movies. They're they're fairly long. Yeah, yeah, and I, I get that third of the way in, and I'm just like, okay, <laughs> and I got through it. <laughs> um, it, it's not bad. You know, I mean, it, it just needed. Something different. The, yeah. the first one was so damn good. It just sucks that they couldn't turn that magic into a different kind of magic.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, some of the stuff that they they talk about, like you know, social commentary-wise about like people being glued to screens now, like the villain, yeah. I can I can see where they're going with that. Yeah, and it makes sense for for a type of villain, and I, like I was on board with that, but just the the main plot point with. Elastigirl and what she was, her situation was so much similar to what Mister Incredible did in the first one that it's it's hard not to ignore. Especially like Mike said, if you watch them back to back. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I agree with that too. I never didn't even think about that
1: until now. You like I'm like oh fuck it is. <laughs> I think there's a moment in How I Met Your Mother where they talk about the glass shattering on somebody, and you realize. Yeah, there it was. Yeah, yeah, Just did that Romano yep. and Incredibles it too. Thanks for <laughs> a lot. <laughs>
0: Well, Ramon, I was going to give you a chance to, if there's anything you want to add to this, but I I hope I didn't crash it down for you too bad.
3: No, because it was actually my, it's in my number eight, so. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, like, I mean, yeah, now that you ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Have you only watched it once, or have you
0: watched it more than once? Uh,
3: We watched it, uh, I think, two or three times now, I think. Okay. Two times, two times. We watched it twice. We watched it when we first got it. When it first came out on Blu-ray, we bought it. And um, and then we just watched it the other night.
0: So i I'll be honest, I only watched it once. I actually do want to watch it again and see if it look if it's any better the second time around.
3: I I, I still like. it. I mean, it's still fun. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a fun movie. It's yeah. Just, but you're now that now that you like now the similarities like I wasn't even paying attention to that. It's like you, I don't even I don't pay attention to stuff like that. Like I just <laughs> want to just be sit there and just be entertained. And like now I'm like fuck, it really is <laughs> almost like the first one. <laughs> Jack-Jack made it, though. Yeah. Jack-Jack made it. Oh, yes. Yes, by Jack-jack's far. Jack-Jack's freaking phenomenal. Yes. So, yeah, that's all. That's that's my commentary. So <laughs> there
0: you go. There's my number eight. All right, yeah, so we hit my nine. Ramona's number eight. That brings us around to Bradley's number eight. My number
1: eight's Ant-Man and the Wasp.
0: Yeah, so. okay. So we to cover that one, too.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, that brings us down to Josh's number
2: eight uh well we don't go too far from where we just were cuz we're going to hit the next revisit right now uh and meet up with Lori Strode in Halloween
0: mm.
2: okay um again another one that I cannot comment on <laughs> <laughs> um there there were aspects to this that I I don't I I, I Since I've seen it in October, and I saw it, this was one of my repeats, I did see it twice. Um, I have been trying to figure out what it is that I feel about this because it's not that I thought it was weak or wasn't as strong as I wanted it to be. But it's almost left with this, like I'm both like very self-satisfied with it, but I want it to be the end. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I think that's my worry is, th- like, as far as I could tell, this performed very, very well. And I'm glad that they took another bite at the apple, even though they retconned the last 30 years, almost 40 years of movies, pretty much, to tell this story. <laughs> but if this is, like, if this is what it's going to be, please let this be. Like, I think that's what a lot of people thought after Halloween H20. It ended with a very definitive conclusion. And this one does enough that if the writers and the well basically if the studio wanted to make people write a sequel and kind of piggyback off this somewhere they could, but I'm worried that they are going to do something stupid like when they followed up H2O with Halloween Resurrection, which was absolute dog crap. Yeah. Um but it's self-contained in here. I I was very happy with what it was it the style of filmmaking and the writing reminded me of the first two halloween movies when it was just something fresh they weren't worried about just making another chapter in a franchise they they weren't worried about making enough to to get greenlit a sequel um it just was what it was and what yeah whatever you were left with whatever discontentments or disagreements like it didn't matter that's the story they told this is the story you have so are you going to enjoy it or are you just going to be you know sour grapes about it um the story they told i i liked and and i i was okay with what they did
0: didn't uh didn't danny mcbride write this movie he was
1: a co-writer yes okay um so since i know brian didn't watch it and mike didn't hear all that i will go with a little bit of sour grapes for you. <laughs>
3: I'm not a Halloween fan anyway. So. Um,
1: it, my biggest issue with this whole movie is the entire movie itself was built up to Laurie finally wanting closure to be 100% certain that Michael's dead. We're really going to kill him this time. We need to make sure he's dead. Let Watch your spoilers. And they don't wrap that up The way they could have. Um, It's right there. It's super easy to do. And they don't give you that 100% definitive end to the point where you could potentially end up with that H2O to Resurrection type sequel ending manipulation. Um, Okay. And that aspect of it because of how much they build up the fact that, you know, like, yeah, they retcon so much of it that I'm not even sure. Did Halloween two happen according to this movie or is it just
2: the first one that happened? I can't, cause those I, were supposed I to be think, the same night. So it's, I think according to this Halloween two did not happen. Okay. The, the, the main thing that came out of Halloween two that I think they intentionally decided to erase was the revelation in halloween 2 that michael myers was actually laurie's brother and that's the major part of halloween 2 that they retconned out okay so because there's not really a whole lot of the of the events of halloween 2 that really had an impact on the rest of things but that was like the one major piece that i think they decided to back out of yeah and i don't know why i don't know if it necessarily matters it didn't, and
1: that was part of the other thing, is they, they went that route. But that's spoilery, and I'll avoid that. But th- that was my biggest issue, is the whole movie was built up about Lori turning herself into a killing machine, and this super safe, super by-the-book, by-the-rules, gonna always make sure 100% that he's dead the next time I get the chance. And it ends, not entirely ambiguously, but ambiguously enough for the Halloween
2: series a similar that, ending to so many of the other movies where that's and, the part that worries me. Like, was that any kind of studio input or, or even to intentionally on the part of the writers where if this is definitive, we know we're done. If we leave even the sh- slightest shred of doubt, then that gives us wiggle room to do something else afterward. Right. And which I is what annoys me I, so
1: much about it is that that's probably the case. Is they left that Which, squeakiest, I mean, in, littlest bit of wiggle room?
2: Littlest it, bit, it, right? And 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 if they didn't, if it if it was just confirmed, like nope, that was the end, then then it makes sense. Like how it played out makes sense, and, and there's no problem. It's not like there's it, a plot hole or anything. If they played it
1: that way, it could be one of the better, if not maybe the best, in the series. Um, you know, if they played that definitive ending, it could have been a much better overall movie. So.
0: I thought I heard that they were making a sequel for this too. Did, did I Am I making that up too?
2: That's what I'm worried about is I'm not sure if that was official or not. Um, it could have been and I missed it but I, again I think that was based on the reception of it and definitely the box office on it. Yeah. I'm sure the studio would love to keep going but I... I'm a huge, huge fan of the Halloween series, even the crappy ones. Yeah, even <laughs> because, Paul because you know, those are learning mistakes. Poor Paul Rudd.
1: Poor Paul. Rudd. Oh, I
2: know. But you, um, but if, if this this is a great place to end, and I hope they learned the lesson. Like I said, of 20 years ago, in 1998, they made a 20th anniversary chapter Halloween H2O. It ended perfectly, and it could have been done there. They decided not to do that, and they did. They kept going, and then they did reboots, remakes, and then, like, okay, another 20 years, they've come back. It is 40 years (laughs) since the first one, and it has ended in a place that is okay to end it at. Yes. And I just hope they leave it there.
0: Yeah, franchises I don't think ever stay dead forever. Even if they wanted to
1: reboot it, that would be awesome. Go ahead and reboot the
2: series. Instead of trying to continue it,
1: I think that would be I a don't good know. I mean, way. to I mean, they go. tried
2: with Rob Zombie, and those were okay enough. But and, and like since they've already tried it once, I think they'd just be so hesitant. True. To do it again.
1: That that was a poor reboot, though. In my in my opinion, it wasn't. It was like a as opposed to a reboot. That was more. Those
2: were more like. They were different. Oh, they were. I mean, they were intentionally. Different, but then that's the thing. It's like they took a chance on going a different direction. They did so so, people thought, you know, certain things of them, but right. I, I just it's 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 time it's time to hang it up and it it ended in a good place. Uh all right, so I think we're good for Halloween, right? And Jamie Lee Curtis is still on my list. <laughs> Where do I want to know where on your list? Where on the list or which list? <laughs>
0: I think I know which list.
2: I want to. I'm curious where on your list. Oh, like where she ranks? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You might be worried about seeing my list. <laughs>
1: That's fair. <laughs> He's much like Wade Wilson. B. Arthur's on there somewhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So we'll go on to my number eight. Um. I feel like my number eight might be, I don't feel like I have any surprises on my list, but I feel like number eight could be one, and I feel like I might be the only one out of this group that actually saw this movie. Uh-oh. Uh, that's Bumblebee.
2: Oh, okay. I have not seen that yet. You're, yeah, definitely uh, definitely the only one out of the two of us who saw it.
0: Yeah. No. I, I tried to get Ramon to go, because I know he's a Transformers fan. No. but I
2: couldn't <laughs> get him to go. Even even is tapped I, out by this point? Eric and I went to
0: see this. Eric's the other Transformers guy that I know. Um, it's the first Transformers movie that's not directed by Michael Bay, which is a plus. Um, it is kind of a reboot, well, not reboot, but like it's, it's set up as a prequel. So it takes place in the eighties before the first Transformers movie with Shia LaBeouf. Storylines follow kind of like the same one as the first Transformers movie. So instead of Shia LaBeouf in his car, it's Haley Seinfeld in her car. But I think they play that movie out a lot better than the way Transformers was, and it's it's a little bit more low key. There's not like really really big action sequences like the first Transformers movie because this is supposed to happen before all the big shit kind of goes down. Um, but I think it was directed very well. I think the story was very well done. Um, you can actually see what's happening for these fight sequences with Transformers, which is a plus compared to all the other Transformers movies where you can't tell what the fuck's going on. <laughs> so yeah, to, that, to be I, fair in
2: those other Transformers movies, at least the two and a half that I've seen, you can barely tell what's going on even when there's not a fight scene.
0: that's true yeah. yeah, yeah. what Michael Bay's sense of humor is all over those movies, and it's not the, for the
2: camera bar. is in great focus when
1: Megan Fox bends over. In... <laughs> Again,
0: Michael Bay-isms, there you go. Yeah, this I think this is the difference when you have someone direct a property that they actually like. Like, you can tell that Travis Knight, the director, is a fan of Transformers and gives them love and attention, whereas Michael Bay is just like, I like explosions and big fight se- sequences and I need a paycheck. This is going to make a billion dollars. Yep. Cut me the check. <laughs> So yeah, I'd I'd recommend anyone that, especially you, Mike. I'd give it a shot, no. rent it or something. I'll wait till
3: it comes out on Netflix. To be Maybe. so,
0: Ramona, have you seen all the other Transformers movies, or are you skipping any?
3: I did not see the last one. So that you've
0: Michael seen Bay made four or five of the six or however many there are out there. Is there five? Yeah, movies? there's five.
1: This is the fifth one. I've seen three. Yeah, there there's the one after the third one. You get the Mark Wahlberg one. And then yeah. you get the last night. I can't remember what the Mark Wahlberg one was called. That's the one where the dinosaurs. There, there's come two in. Mark Wahlbergs: Extinction and Last Night. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Okay. Then I didn't see the Last Night. I saw Extinction because was with the Dinobots. Yeah.
0: Okay, if you've seen four of the five movies, you should see Bumblebee. Out.
1: Yeah, w-
3: give,
0: give yourself a decent Transformers movie compared to the other. I ones. am not
1: actively avoiding Bumblebee. I just haven't got to it. There's a few on. Oh, I Ooh. am. <laughs> <I agree, same. laughs> there is a few that I just haven't got to see which we'll discuss later like we always do
0: <laughs> so spoiler alert for me i saw this the same weekend that Aquaman came out this made my list Aquaman did not what what yes
3: I'm off i'm done i'm bed <laughs> so it it
0: surprised me enough that it made the top 10 aquaman we can i'm sure it's gonna hit somebody's list so we can talk about that but that's where I'm at and i don't since I'm the only one that saw it, I don't know how much we can talk about it, but that's that's where I'm at for Bumblebee. All right. Fair enough. Um, So we'll bring it back around to Romano for his number seven.
3: My number seven, which was a surprise. I really think this came out in 2018. I hope it did. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fact check you. We'll, we'll make sure. Well, you're the one that told me to see this movie, so I don't know why it's so high on my list. I really don't. I don't even know why I put it on my list this high. I just thought it was a fun, fun movie. And I enjoyed watching it. Was the movie
1: tag? Oh yeah. (laughs) This was definitely 2018. Yeah, that's yeah. You're you're in the clear.
3: I couldn't remember. I knew. Yeah, I couldn't remember because I mean, I I rented it, so like I I, it's it's when I rent them, it's hard to you know. I can't remember exactly when they come Mm -hmm. out. But I just I don't know. It just seemed fun because it was was like that would be like something I would love to do. You know. (laughs) Yeah. Have this never-ending tag game. It would just be so much fun. So, I mean that's it that's all I gotta say about it there was really nothing else
1: tag is a fantastic movie i I, I love that movie it did not make my own list um but it's it, it, I I could just watch that movie over and over again it, it's just yeah, a fun exactly. movie to watch yeah. this is
0: I think the movie I've
3: watched the most this year.
0: And fucking just Jeremy Over...
3: Rander's character, and it's just I, I yes. love it. Yes, I've,
0: <laughs> I've watched this movie more than Infinity War. That's how much I like this movie. Wow. So it is. It is on my list. We will get to it later for me. But same. Yeah, I there's something that it's. I I think I had I did have it on my honorable mentions last year just because the premise sounded so stupid that I was like I just kind of want to see what they do, <laughs> and it really surprised me and it I it had a lot more heart to the movie than I expected. Yeah. And. You know, it's, a, it's about a group of guys that don't want to, the, the only way they connect to each other is playing this game for years. And it, it I don't know, I guess it kind of hit me to like, I compare it to people that I play Xbox with that I don't see, but I talk to on a regular basis because we have this shared common thing that we play games together every now and again. Shit, Romano, I see, I talk to you more on Xbox than I see you ever. Yeah and it's just a, it's it's a way for me and my friends to stay connected so i compared it to that and it really i don't know it hit home with me i really i really really like that movie
1: our parents hang out more than we do i know
0: that's sad <laughs> that is really sad
1: I, I i myself i related most to chili um and it, <laughs> it, it, it well i mean it, it, it he's just kind of the guy that doesn't give a damn you know he's just like ah eh, people are tryhards and you know it, it, it just the, the movie itself like the, the group of friends they put together the people they chose to be in the movie and play the roles were perfect um, yeah and yeah I mean we, we can't get into spoilers so I can't go too far about the one prank but we all know the prank that I'm talking about that was, <laughs> it was harsh oh my god that is just the most savage thing I may have seen in a movie in a long time yeah. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty fucking awful. It, yeah.
1: If if, <laughs> if if you haven't seen this movie, you need to get out and find out what I'm talking about here, so I can talk about it at a later date.
2: <laughs> I really enjoyed um, Isla Fisher and Leslie <laughs> Bibb's character, especially Isla Fisher. I don't know the, the interaction with her and Ed Helms was worked really well. Their chemistry was really good. Yeah. Um, I also liked seeing John Hamm. In this kind of element, I don't think he's had much of a chance to really play fun. Um, yeah, he's saw... so good at it, he, and he, uh-huh. he is he like is. The, he is. the most yeah. like just fun I've I think I've seen him in previously was uh, keep keeping up with the Joneses.
3: Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, w- yeah. which was enjoyable, but I it enjoyed. still
2: had like a uh, somewhat of like a comedy thriller aspect to it. This was just like pure like adult somewhat raunchy but no no not even raunchy it's just adult just yeah. grown up yeah grown up yeah. grown up dialogue grown up humor you know real adult and people
1: you need to and find he... his saturday night live hosting uh episodes then okay um, because he is among their absolute
2: best hosts when he shows up it's a can't miss episode. Hmm, okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, it, 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 that's a good element for him that he hasn't really got a chance of like playing that sandbox much, at least in in his film roles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the, right. the the cast worked really great together. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm with every, I love this movie again. We'll, we might touch on it again later.
1: Um, <clears throat> so we're on to Bradley's number seven. My number seven is Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, mm-hmm. again. This movie could have been a lot higher in another year. Um, I personally, Queen has always been one of my top three bands ever. Um, so getting to see this movie, yeah, they fudged a lot of the band's history. They they, they Hollywoodized this movie a lot. Um, but most specifically, the live-aid scene for this movie... Is some of the most dedicated work I've seen a team put to a specific scene in a long time. Um, yeah. If you watch these two, you know, the actual footage from Live Aid played against Raimi Malik and the rest of the actors on stage at their in, in the movie, it is step for step, motion for motion recreation of the show they put on at Live Aid. Um it's pretty impressive the scale that they had to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it like again, Rami Malek the performance he put on as Freddie Mercury was something that was <sighs> unbelievable. Um just won the Golden Globe. Yeah. He, he yeah. just won for best actor so I mean that, that that's telling you a lot. We'll we'll see if he gets the
2: Oscar um it it was pretty transformative he he does disappear yeah the whole time you're you're just looking at freddie mercury the whole time and and there's a lot of physical differences between them i mean he looks similar enough that you buy it but freddie was a much bigger guy yeah freddie was much taller from from the get-go from the moment he's on screen you know you're not really and i actually felt that way about the whole band to be honest Oh yeah the, yeah, the core members of the band. I felt that way about the entire time. The, the guy the that played supporting Brian Cage was unbelievable.
1: Not as much. Yeah, that, that I would, really dug him. Yeah, that that and just the the likeness
2: was incredible there too. The, like it was to like a spooky degree. Like, it, yeah. like you're wondering like, did they cast his son or like his grandson? I don't know how old his kids would be. Like yeah, it, to to a really spooky degree. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't
0: remember what the rest of the band looks like outside of Freddie Mercury. And being in the theater, I remember hearing somebody in the theater like flipping out about how similar the actors look to the, people, to the actual members of Queen. Yeah. And I didn't think too much of it until I actually researched what those members of Queen look like <laughs> and then the actors that portrayed them. And I was like, holy fucking shit, they actually did a really fucking good
1: job.
2: Especially at those ages, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it was incredibly impressive. Um, we get... The obligatory uh, cameo from Mike Myers in one of my favorite scenes comedy-wise of the entire year. Um, for people that have seen the movie and have know the scene I'm talking about, that scene was entirely made up for this movie. That is not anything like whatever really happened um with bohemian rhapsody that was something they wanted to make that joke so they played that entire scene to make that joke um i'm not going to spoil the joke for anybody i'll be honest
0: i didn't know that was him in the in the in that scene like they hid him beside such makeup and those glasses i couldn't tell that was mike myers really there was like a real quick instance i think where he started to sound like fat bastard and then i clicked
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because he, he's so heavily at he him, covered I, in that facial hair and those glasses. Yeah,
0: I couldn't figure it out just by looking at him. I'm
1: so used to looking at him in disguises because of Austin Powers that I'm able to spot him through a lot of that now, I think. where If it was somebody else, they, they, they might pass it by me, but I can spot Mike Myers in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> but all the same, it was a
2: great joke. It was a great way to tell it. Um, it's a lot of shoe leather to get to the punchline
1: yeah well and that's what made it so great was like you're wondering (laughs) like like i get that it's mike myers here and we got wayne's world are they gonna do something with that because they i think that's why they drew it out so long was to help it um and i feel like they they did a good job telling a lot of Freddy's story even though like i said they did fudge some parts of it to make it more palatable for hollywood Um, but all the same, I, I'll watch this movie over and over again throughout my life. I'm sure It, it was fun. It hit the right notes it needed to. And I, I think overall it was an excellent film.
0: Yeah, this was close to making my top 10. It did not get in there. Uh, so it's definitely going to hit my honorable mentions, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too.
3: I did not see it.
0: Well, you can rent it I'll later. I'll probably through. have to rent it. Yeah, if you're <laughs> curious.
2: Um, Josh, you got anything to add for this one? Uh, Didn't make the 10 cut, but uh, definitely appreciated it quite a bit. Okay. Uh, Then that moves us on to Josh's
0: number seven. Uh,
2: This is... I I was very shocked to find that I enjoyed this as much as I did. And it was, in my opinion, turned out to be very, very solid and hopefully indication that they have got their shit together and are headed in the right direction for the foreseeable future. My number seven is Aquaman. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I definitely wouldn't have said even literally like as we're going into the theater, um, like, well, this could be a train wreck or it could be halfway decent. I happen to think it ended up being more than halfway decent. Um, I think it's on par with some of like the mid card. I don't want to say just run-of-the-mill, but... I'll call them, like, mid-card average MCU movies. I'd say this was as strong as Doctor Strange. Um, you know, I, I definitely... It I couldn't hold a candle to, you know, Winter Soldier or Infinity War, but... Yeah. Um, in terms of, like, a good, solid, well-made movie that didn't really trip on itself all that much and make itself look ridiculous... And to be fair, Jason Momoa looks like he has a hell of a fun time being this character, which I think helps a lot. Uh, Whoever... I think so. A lot of the write-ups that I've seen about this have focused on that into saying that envisioning the character physically this way, acting this way, was um, a little akin to casting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Like, very just out of left field. Like, if, if if you would have said even eight years ago, we're going to make Aquaman movies for DC comics. An actor who looks that way with that skin tone, with that kind of hair behaving that way as Arthur Curry is Aquaman. Nobody would envision that version of a character. It would have been very, very different. Um, but I think it was a good choice. It was a nice gamble that they took when they pursued him a couple of years ago. And <laughs> uh, I'm also glad that they didn't hang their hat on really giving a crap about what happened in Justice League.
1: Yeah. There's, I think, like yeah. the
2: briefest mention of Steppenwolf in the events, but like yeah. other than that, they don't. It's unimportant. They just, it, 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 I think it was, it was important, and it was good that they acknowledge it, so that it doesn't seem like, oh, we're completely ignoring that. Yeah. But that just, it didn't matter. It didn't care at all.
0: You know what I I picked up from that is just that we just get one name drop and that's it is that we will never get Justice League 2.
2: Oh no. No. Or or if we do it'll be a different grouping of either certain actors playing certain roles or it'll be a different yeah, think... or it'll be a different grouping of the composition of the Justice yeah. League, and that'll be, you know, like six years from now, maybe they'll take a crack like this, at it.
0: It just solidified for me that they have abandoned all hope of connecting any of these movies. They're just going to start doing one-off pictures.
2: And
1: I'm okay with that. Um, to And to what Josh was saying, um, a few things. There is a run of Aquaman that is very similar to what you're seeing on film here, um, where he is very much the same portrayal is what you're getting out of jason momoa there is a run of that that is also one of the best-selling aquaman runs which is probably why they went that route um for one um another thing to note about this is the limited if at all involvement of zack snyder um this was a james wan movie from the start um which strangely enough for him um, this is quite a turn from his usual fare um, and uh, this appears much higher on my list. I I, I think this is m- much beyond the standard fare of Marvel personally. Um, and I think that might be because of, you know it, it might be like the rose tinted glasses because of how bad I'm used to getting from DC. Um, <laughs> but this is the first time that I've watched any of these DC movies and gave a damn about any of the characters in them. Um and that's really saying something. Um if they can it was the first time I've had fun. It it doesn't have that darker tone that has dragged down these DC movies for so long. Um you get You know, like, when you, if you just read the cast and you see that Dolph Lundgren is going to be in this movie and you kind of groan like, oh god, whoa, why would they do that?
2: And then you realize he was actually pretty good. You know? And he had a much bigger role than I thought he was going to. Right? Yeah. Um,
1: I. I don't know, like, I could gush about this movie for a long time because of how much more fun it was than I thought it would be. Um, I recently watched Kevin Smith give his own review on it. He had a YouTube video mm-hmm. he put out. Um, and one of the points he makes, I think, is one of the most incredible things about this movie. is So much of this movie took place underwater, and the CG team for this movie is unbelievable just for what they did with people's hair. Um... That alone is enough to be impressed by. Um, But the rest of it looks good. You you know, you have shrimp people that look good. You have... (sighs) I mean, to me, the shining moment in this film was they didn't back down from the Aquaman costume. You get the end. In the end, no, yeah. Yeah, in the end of this movie, they say, here it is. And that's what a lot of these movies do. They build up to that costume reveal. And, you know, they build that up, and they don't really build it up here at all, but they give you that full-on Aquaman costume that is like, holy crap, it's actually an Aquaman costume, and it looks fucking good. How did they pull that off?
2: It appropriate for what they created.
1: Yes. Yeah. It fit the world. Ocean Master looked amazing. Um... It, the they didn't back off back off on Black Manta. I mean, he looked as ridiculous as he always does. <laughs> um, yeah, like I don't know, I I, I could keep going, but it, it's just a it was a hell of a fun movie to watch. I it was some of the most fun I had at the theater this year.
0: Uh, Romana, you saw this, right? Yes. Uh, anything to add for Aquaman? Because I feel like I might be the downer on this one, but I'm gonna let you guys go first.
3: Nah, it was fun. I I enjoyed it. It was like like everybody else said. You know, it's the the first DC movie that I actually, other than I I enjoyed Wonder Woman, but this was like the first DC movie that I was like, that was I was like, oh, they finally copied what Marvel did. They got it. <laughs> they they finally got it right. <laughs> But uh, I just like Jason Momoa too, because I think he's just like, kind of like his like just smartassness. I don't know if that's not even really a word, but like yeah. his his attitude is just awesome. I just I don't know. I just I yeah I thought it was cool. Uh, so since this came out around the holidays, we never actually did
0: like a proper review for this thing. Um, I I mentioned it did not make my top ten. It's it would 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 make my honorable mentions. It didn't crack the top ten, but it's it's there. I think it's good enough that people should see it and stuff like that. But, and I agree with a lot of what you guys were saying. I think technologically, like what they did for all the underwater stuff did not look cheesy. It's just an impressive feat on its own. Uh, Aquaman did not come across as cheesy, which was good. Uh, It is probably one of the more fun, if not the most fun, DC movies. Uh, I thought James Wan directed action superbly. There's a lot of like one-shot action sequences that they stitched together somehow that i think like the way the camera rotates around things and pans with some of the action that stuff stood out to me but i feel like a day after i saw this movie i forgot a lot of what i saw and for a movie that i really wanted to be good and stick with me the fact that it didn't and maybe i just need to see it again i've only seen it once but after one viewing i didn't think it stuck with me as much as, say, like, Wonder Woman did. Like, I think Wonder Woman had a lot more memorable sequences for me, and I still think that's the better DC movie for me. So it fell... This one fell a little bit lower on my list. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of... That's where I'm at with it.
3: All right. You're entitled to your opinion? Yeah.
0: I'm not trying to shit on anybody, but that's... <laughs> yeah. That's where I'm at. Um... All right, so I guess we'll move on to my number seven.
2: Uh, my number seven is Solo, Star Wars Story. I was wondering if that would make your guys' list either... Well, I, I, any of the three of you. I don't know if you guys would end up liking it that much in relation to everything else.
0: Yeah, I think my, my top six are pretty locked in. So if I was going to put it in, it had to go here. Uh, and I feel like... People that have seen this movie, all really I haven't heard a bad thing about it from people that have seen it. Mm-hmm. It's just the people that don't want to give it a shot are like, oh, it's shit. Yeah. There's, no, there's no point for this movie to be made. But I think they actually did a really good job, especially considering all the behind-the-scenes shit that happened with it. This should have been a train wreck. It was not. Yeah. We, I and remember it,
1: talking about this for after, so long where we were worried how bad this was going to be because yes, of all yeah. the problems. And,
0: and going into it with that mindset and then coming out wanting to see a sequel, that was guaranteed to make my top 10. I think Alden Enright did a fantastic job as Han Solo. He did not copy Harrison Ford. He made it his own, which worked. Um, I think there, there are some things and now I'm trying to remember. I think we reviewed this movie, but there's, there, there are certain things that story decisions or plot points that I don't agree with. I think really kind of pissed me off in the larger scheme of things. Um. Uh, specifically like how they give him his name is such a throwaway thing that it fucking bugs the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's enough good in here. And there's a specific cameo in the third act of the movie that will confuse a lot of people if you don't know the expanded universe stuff. But for all of us that follow that stuff, we lost our shit for. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> And so, yeah, if, if you're curious about it, I definitely say, give it a shot. You um, might be pleasantly surprised. I know I was.
1: Yeah, this is another one, two in a row, you guys are talking about that appears much higher on my list. Uh, we talked previously, before the show, about the top of my list being on a dice roll, and this was one that was on the dice to be in the number one slot. Um, Jeez. I thoroughly love this movie. Um, it, and th- this is a Star Wars movie that is just fun from start to finish. They give you Everything you would want out of a star, out of a Han Solo origin story movie, Han meets Chewie in this movie. You get some other spoilery stuff that happens, and some other spoilery stuff that happens. <laughs> other than Han things meeting we talked Chewie about, other things occur. <laughs> is, that's in the trailers. You see Chewie in the trailers, so I'm not gonna, you know, like that's not a spoiler. The other stuff, but we get, you know, so much of everything you wanted to know about Han Solo you get stories that are satisfying answers to those questions. Um. And we can't talk about this without gushing about Donald Glover as Lando, because he fucking killed it. Oh my god, did he ever? I mean, the... I... Mike is speechless, ladies and gentlemen, speechless. I I, I can't say how much... Like, there's so many things I want to say, and I'm like, can I say this without spoiling something? Um. (laughs) Because I actually, I mean, missed based that on the review. box office return, we can assume that not many people have seen this movie. So we do not want to
0: spoil this movie for well, people. Well, based
1: on Disney's wonderful decision to slate this right after their own Infinity War and right before Deadpool yeah, that, Two, it let's sandwich stupid. it between the two highest earning movies of the spring. Um, was I, I feel
0: like we made, I can't remember if I talked to you guys about this or if I just made this offhand comment to other people, but it's funny how much shit released in December because there was no Star Wars movie there. Yeah. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Do you think Aquaman would be making the money it was making if it released on the same week as Star Wars? Hell no. no. They would have pushed have it back in into October or they there. would have pushed it forward into February. Right. Um, if Solo was releasing there, Solo's about... making a billion dollars in December right now, if it released now.
0: Because we talked about, I think on The Anticipated, why Wonder Woman 2 moved out. Because episode 9 fell into December, and they were like, we ain't doing that, let's go yeah, to June. we
1: can't win that. Like, you're, you're not yeah. gonna beat it, so don't bother trying, move somewhere else. Why they didn't follow their own strategy of pushing movies out of the way and push Solo somewhere else, I don't know but it ended up costing the series money and may end up costing us sequels to things that we wanted to see, which is ridiculous yeah. when they don't consider where it released when they're considering all this criticism. Um, but the, the movie itself,
2: if you oh. haven't seen it, go see Solo. It is so fucking good. Um, I, I believe it literally just got added to Netflix streaming today. There you yeah, go. It, nice. Being... January 9th, I think it was today.
1: Yeah, it, it is... It's a Star Wars movie that you don't even have to like Star Wars to enjoy. Josh. <laughs> yeah, just saying, I saw it. That, I know, but I'm <laughs> saying you don't even have to like Star Wars to enjoy it. Um, it. It is just fun from start to finish. And...
2: Did you like it, Josh, when you saw it? Enough. I, I mean, not, not really caring as much about what additional, you know, expanded universe stuff that this is going to finally show me or where it could connect to other things that I knew before that they're giving me, you know, connective tissue on and, you know, to have that like fan service there and and that fun, Um, probably not nearly as much as you guys could, um, but as far as watchability, yeah. I feel like I'll lose my shit when a Star Wars
0: movie makes Josh's top (laughs) 10.
2: I, I mean, I know... I think we did... So Let's see. We started the show in 2015. I think Force... I'd have to go back. Force Awakens might have made my top 10. It might have been low. It did. But I think it did. I don't think the others did. I don't think Last Jedi did. I thought Rogue... I thought, thought research Rogue was One... one. No, you what, you know what, I think Rogue One might have too. Yeah, I thought, you, I thought you had Rogue One on. I don't think Last Jedi did, but I think that... Yeah. I think Episode 7 and... Rogue One both at least made the the ten favorites somewhere.
0: I have to... Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, for favorites of 2016, Rogue One made your list at number seven. There you go. If I have a list of top ten for 2015, I don't know where that is.
2: Well, listeners, so you can, can out... go mine past episodes of Bryguy and his super friends <laughs> on many different types of <laughs> platforms and find our favorites of 2015 review...
3: Uh Romano, where do you stand with Solo? Didn't make the list. I saw it though. I liked it. It was good. I just I don't know. Just it wasn't enough to make the list for me. Okay. Maybe I need to watch it again. So you've only seen it once? Yeah. I mean, you're a big Star Wars guy. I'd, I'd say give I it mean, I shot. don't know, not, I mean, yeah, I like Star Wars. I'm not a big I'm like the the whole like like Josh said, like the whole expanded universe stuff. I it doesn't do as much for me as it might for other people. I thought you watched cold. all those cartoons. Well, I, I watched watch the cartoons because I like cartoons. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, <laughs> I mean that's that's the only like, medium you need. Star Wars, like when I think of Star Wars, I think of Jedi, and I, that's like what I want to see. Yeah, so you're not good with Run of the Mill. Well, what'd you think of Rogue One? There's no Jedi in Rogue One. I, it was okay. Yeah. Uh-oh. All right. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, I liked it. I li- did. I, I did not. Did I, I didn't not like it. I liked it. It was a good movie. I mean, it's just like Solo. It was, you know. I, if anything that was solo was a surprise to me because like you guys said earlier it was like because of the disaster that it was looking like it was gonna be yeah And yeah i mean i, I the, the some of the stuff that happened was was cool because it like paid like homage back to you know the original trilogy and stuff like that that you know of Han solo so it made it fun but i mean yeah i mean it just did just if if i had to put it on my list it would have probably been like i have two honorable mentions it would have probably been a third
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, anything else to add for this one? Or we'll go to Mike's number six. Because I feel like we're not even halfway through everybody's list, so we, we've been at this for a while. Mm-hmm. We'll start to hit repeats, <laughs> I'm sure Mike's going to fall asleep before we get to the I, end. I'm getting close, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, Mike, you're number six. No, yeah, Okay, so we already talked about that one. Yes. Uh, Bradley's number six.
1: So, we're into the dice rolls here <laughs> as potential number ones. Uh, as I said before, this is a long list of possible number ones, but uh, this one is the only movie on this list I saw twice, but they were not the same each time I saw them. I considered putting it on my list twice, <laughs> and that is Deadpool 2. Ah. Uh, also, as uh, Once Upon a Deadpool. Um, gotcha. Both iterations were amazing to watch. They were hilarious. They were The action was fun. I mean, it's Deadpool 2. It, it, it had so much going on um, in it. And I, I don't even know where to go with talking about it other than to say, like, they didn't screw up Cable. And that was my biggest fear with them touching Cable because he's such a complex and difficult character to portray. And they didn't screw it up. So... um. I'm shocked, personally, that it's at number six, but that's where it wound up. Um, You know, this movie... Again, it's it's the spoiler thing that keeps me from saying all the things that I think. Um, (laughs) But you get unexpected cameos, let's say, that are absolutely hilarious. We won't get into what they are, when they happen, or anything like that, but they are absolutely hilarious. We get an appearance from somebody that X-Men fans have been waiting to see done properly for a really long time, and Deadpool himself exclaims appropriately when we finally get to see that character. Um, it, it's... Th- that alone made the movie for me. Uh, <laughs> you guys know what I mean. I'm sure yes. you've all seen Deadpool. Just to avoid spoilers, we won't say who, but holy shit, that was amazing. Um, me, personally, I have a statue of said character in the room with me right now that's worth a few hundred dollars because I love the character that much, and to see it on screen done properly instead of the previous iteration of the character that was done on screen, it was a, the worst thing that maybe has ever been done to a Marvel character. <laughs> um yeah, the, the, it's just it had, the action sequences work. The portrayal of Domino was fantastic, um, which I was really, really, really skeptical about how they did her makeup to begin with. And I, you know, it turned out you didn't really care, but I still like to see Domino look like Domino does in the comics, where you know she looks like a Domino. <laughs> um, I think that would be cool. Uh, just because the character always had this really cool artistic look, but the look did not really harm what they did with Domino in this movie. Um, and Peter. Holy shit, Peter. Just amazing.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Romano, Deadpool 2, anything
3: to add? No. <laughs> it, it made my honorable mention list. Didn't even make my top ten. Wow. Yeah, I think... Uh, I couldn't with, get into it. I didn't get into it as much as I did the first one. I don't know why. I'm with Mike. I, I can't really explain
0: what it is about the second one that did not hit me as much as the first one. Because, yeah. uh, like, the jokes are
3: there. The action's there. I, I didn't connect with it as much as I did the first one for some no, reason. No, I, I didn't either. And, like, I, didn't even, I, never even, I never even saw it in the theaters. So I waited till it came out on Blu-ray. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, I'm with, again, with Romano, it made my honorable
2: mentions, but it didn't make my top ten. Wow. <laughs> Um, Josh, anything to add? Uh, no, same thing. It, 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 I'm sad that it made only my honorable mentions. Um, yeah, again, I can't like quite put my finger on it. There was just something about the relatability to it, uh, about really connecting to it. Um, I, I think when we initially reviewed it, um, I mimicked something I had heard from other sources that said, I don't think people realized how much they actually concentrate as the viewer that you concentrated on the Wade Vanessa relationship in that first movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um as the underlying motivation through all of it. Um there was of course revenge and everything else, but um the fact that in you know, that's presented differently and Good way exists, to skirt that good way to skirt that. Exists differently in in this one uh, left the viewer, you know, looking for something as strong to latch onto, and I, and what they did use, I yeah, I, I just don't think it happened to do the trick. I mean, I'm don't I'm absolutely looking forward to the you know the third and the fourth and the fifth, and you know, don't get me wrong, I want these all the time; they're great. But yeah. um, yeah, as far as the difference between the experience with the first two, I think that kind of sums it up for me. Uh, all right. So let's go on to Josh's number six. Uh,
0: my number six uh, we already talked about is Tag. Okay, so we already talked about Tag. Uh, we'll go on to my number six. My number six, I, I'm surprised it got as low as it did because I really wanted this to be higher. But again, everything's pretty much locked up at the top. But six for me is Ready Player One. Mm. Um, I do still think the book is better. It crams a lot more in there, but the, the movie for what they got away with and what they could use, I think, was still fucking great. I mean, it hits on a lot of uh, things for me, personally, just like 80s, and then pop culture, video games, all See that so stuff. Much nostalgia there yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can't get... Mm-hmm. Just putting all those references in a movie, I don't care what the movie is about, I will love it.
4: hmm
1: You watch it now, you still pick up new things every, oh, time, every time you watch, I it. I yes.
3: watch it. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've watched it five or six times. Every time I watch it, I find something new. Yeah. So yeah,
0: I fucking love it. I'm I, I know they're trying to. That I think Ernest Cline is trying to make a sequel book. So I'm pretty sure yeah. they're probably gonna try to make that into a movie. So I'm curious to see how all that plays out, and what that story will be. Uh, but I will be there for it. So I don't know if anybody wants to chime in on Ready Player One. No, that's that's it. It's um, on my
1: list. So. it it, it is further ahead for me, yeah, um, me too. but I, I I could I could tell you so much about it that I, I could go forever um, but I, I'll, I'll quite simply say that this movie spoke to me in a way that I think I was not expecting um, and I you know having read the book more than once even. I wasn't expecting the movie to be able to hit the some of the notes that the book did and some of the notes that the book didn't. Um, yeah, there's more references in the book. There's more, you know, even more things that speak to me more about references in the book. Some of my favorite stuff is... In the book, you know, the whole Rush sequence. Rush is my favorite band, and they have a whole huge sequence with Rush in the book, and that's amazing. But I, under- I actually really appreciated changing all of the references, all of those yeah. major things. I really appreciated the change from the book to the movie. Um, and, yeah, they kept the right things the same and the right things different. And, yeah, it would have been nice if they could have got the licensing for more stuff. Um, I think the biggest absence was Star Wars. Um, from all the references, like, the major references that were in the book, Star Wars is obviously a big, glaring absence. Yeah. Um, but all the same, just so much fun start to finish. Um... And can, can we just give Ben Mendelsohn some love as a villain these days? The guy plays yeah. such a good villain yeah. every time he's a villain, which is, like, everything he's ever in now. <laughs> yeah,
2: um, I feel like uh, Rogue One put him on a path of that, because it was like, Rogue One, then this. Then I think he's playing a villainous character in Captain Marvel. In Robin Hood, too, and, and In right? Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, like...
1: His portrayal of Director Krennic was just so dastardly. It was... It, it, it just sprung him into this role forever now. And uh,
2: I love it. Josh, you got anything to add for Ready Player One? Um... There, similar to Deadpool, there was something about this that I didn't feel as connected to in the end. I liked the visuals of it a whole lot. Um, We did end up, you know uh getting it on Blu-ray when it came out. Um I think this was like number three, maybe, on my anticipation list. Like it was high up there. Um it was number four. Number four. Um number four. It made my honorable mentions. It didn't crack the ten. Um Okay. But uh so still, still enjoyed the heck of it. I just think for some reason the sort of emotional connection to it that I had when I read the book was absent once i saw it in visual form okay uh and maybe that was that was why um but i thought that i think we said this too when we reviewed this that the stuff about the movie that they did change either for licensing reasons or whatnot i think was actually done in in a very very creative way because it wasn't just like oh a small story tweak there were large swaths of important story pieces that literally needed like completely different pop culture choices needed to be changed. right? And mm-hmm. the subject matter that they chose, the way that they formed it and whatnot, I thought was just from, from a creative standpoint was just really, really cool. Yeah. Um. Alright, so we'll move on to Romano's
3: number five. Pull out. Yeah, okay, Mission Impossible? Yes. Got it. I think it maybe hit so high is because I just saw it like the other day. <laughs> so, but I mean, it was still a great movie. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't, I'm wondering if that was maybe like one of those ones because it was so fresh still. But I yeah. I, I thought it was a great movie. So I can't and, argue you that. Know, you, you can't really argue with a Mission Impossible movie, really. Especially now,
0: this is one of those franchises yeah. that is getting better the more yeah, movies they put exactly. out. Exactly.
3: The more they do, they get better. It gets. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I'm actually curious to see if Christopher McQuarrie comes back for seven. Because this is the first time they've he's done. They've because the directors always changed for these movies. Yeah. So he's the first one that's done back to back. So I'm curious if they're gonna if they're gonna bring him back with the success of Rogue Nation and Fallout, if they're actually gonna get, get him back for seven or not. So yeah. we'll have to wait and see. Um all right, Bradley, your number five.
1: My number five is solo. Okay.
0: Good deal. Uh Josh, number five.
2: Um, this is, I think, going to be the one big shocker on my list as to where this fell. Um, my number five is Fantastic Beasts. Crimes. Ooh, that is low for you. Uh, and given what comes ahead of it, especially one or two specifically, I think will shock you like even more, like as to those the specific things that beat it out. Um, I still remain a diehard fan. Um, as an individual film. To be assessed, though, Um, I think I just had a more positive experience uh, with the things that come ahead of this, Um, and and that's as as easily as I could say it.
1: Yeah, Fantastic Beasts didn't make my list, Um, and You Know Me is the other end of the Harry Potter fandom Mm -hmm. here that is really into it. And I felt like, as a movie, this felt like a really extended second act of something. Yeah. That, that needed a, you know, it, 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 it just felt like the ending wasn't, it, it was out of place. It, it felt abrupt. It felt, I don't know, it it just didn't feel like an ending. It It felt like there needed to be more there. Um, But the movie was already fairly long, as it was, so they had to end, and they wanted all this story to tell, and I feel like it fell into the trapping of something that's trying to tell a much larger overall story, and this phase being an extremely important part of the plot, but as a self-contained piece of work, towards that end, it falls flat because it doesn't have its own proper story arc. Yeah. I don't want to, you know, we we
0: talked. I think for like two two and a half hours yeah. for a review for this one, and I I feel like I might have been a little bit more harsh than than you guys on that review. Um, this one actually, I'm just gonna say it. It made my disappointments list. Same. It was on my honorable mentions. I think I expected more from it. I was a lot of the points Bradley just made. I expected this to. I don't know, f- stand alone maybe a little bit better or, or wrap up what it was going to do, but it just it just felt like, like you said, a, an ongoing, just continuing a stepping stone for what is coming next. And there's not a resolution to like anything that happens. And, and it just, I don't know, pacing wise, it felt boring to me. I don't know. I, I expected more from it, I think. Especially being like a Harry Potter franchise film. Spare. Uh, Ramon, anything to add for this one? Did you see this one? No, I did not. Okay. Um. So we'll move on to my number five. I guess I'm going to be the first one to mention it. Uh, Black Panther. Okay. Uh, I'm expecting this. I guess since it hasn't been mentioned, to be higher on other people's lists. No. Um. Did you say no? I said no. Oh, okay. way better um, movie than that.
3: Okay. I
0: I think <laughs> I think they they another you know another Marvel movie that I think we kind of expected it to, to be good for being what that character was in civil war and then getting his own movie. Um, I think they, they nailed an aspect of the MCU that hadn't been explored before. I think the villain in that movie, Mike by Michael B. Jordan, I thought was really, really good. Um, and Andy circus is having a fucking ball in that movie. And I just <laughs> love watching him on screen. Have fun with claw. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I think I expected it to be good. I didn't expect it to be that good. So that's where I'm at with Black Panther. It made my honorable mention. Same. Ooh, okay. I'm actually kind of curious to see what's up on your list then. Well, I, I think only because it just they just, like, kept
3: talking about it and talking about it. It was good. It was good. But it was like, okay, we get it. Yes, it was great. It was groundbreaking. I understand that. But just settle down. <laughs> And I'm not trying to be racist or anything. I'm like, okay, I get it. It was great. It was, it was, it was, it was. It was a tremendous feat, but I, I, it wasn't like that earth-shattering that it, it should be a, considered for an Academy Award.
0: Considering this is probably the only comic book movie that's going to get an Academy Award nomination, I will take what I can get.
3: But it's only because of that.
0: Yeah. I'm Infinity sure War is still better,
3: Infinity War to me is still more deserving of an Academy Award than
1: that.
0: Oh, I agree, but uh, it's, it's. I a, it's I a... think
1: the difference in the, that respect is that Infinity War is not making any statement about society as a whole. No, it's not trying to make any point other than being a comic book movie. But see, the Black I, Panther I think takes it's... on societal issues. It takes on domestic issues. It takes on a lot of things that other mo- comic book sure. movies generally. See, and I, see, normally,
3: like when I go see a movie, I, I just want to be entertained, so like stuff like that does nothing for me. <laughs> I mean, right, it doesn't. I'm just, that's just that, my that's opinion. That's what they for I mean, awards. Th- 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 through, yeah, through- when they're
1: talking awards, most of those movies I don't see in the theater. I don't watch over and over. But...
2: I mean, if they're... I watched
3: Black Panther three, four, five times, probably,
2: yeah. But,
4: mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
2: I, I, I kind of had the same reaction in that I know that they're... they're by definition, I cannot have the same visceral experience as other certain people can have, seeing that and and experiencing that. Yeah, no, that's fair. You know what yeah. I mean. And so uh, it, it and it's okay. It's just like on the one hand, there's like an inherent bias that's going to occur, um, but. I I agree with Mike on the way that, like, that's why it made my honorable mentions in that if I, given that fact, and given where I can approach it from, analyzing it just as a standalone film as a singular movie, I did, yes, personally think that there were several, uh, you know, better movies made while acknowledging all of the legitimate important advances and you know things that it did do and it stands for etc just analyzing it as a movie you know like as a movie critic if you you know whatever you want to call it that's kind of how i came down on it okay. um, i agree with the other points you guys brought up like all the strong points of it aren't any weaker because of that yeah um you know they're all fantastic i i, I think the ending you know uh Kill- killmonger's final 30 seconds was some of the you know best 30 seconds in you know that in top five 30 seconds in any of the mcu
3: i, I agree yeah. with that yeah yeah
2: you know the the the, the, del- it, the it, delivery it's... the words the poignancy it, it, you know is perfect um but yeah same it, it pretty much hit like number like you know 10.5 11 for me Okay. Yeah,
3: it was it was my first it was it was my first honorable
1: mention.
0: Gotcha.
3: So,
1: Bradley, do you have something to add? I mean, I I, I could add a lot, but um, it, it it to me it felt different than the other MCU movies in a good way. It separated itself from the standard fare that we've come to expect, and that's a good thing. Especially given that we're on, I guess, twenty movies coming up here very shortly. Yeah. Um, being able to separate yourself while still tying yourself in is important. And I don't know. I, I, I it's higher on my list, and okay. it's. I think, you know, like, yeah, the the hype was a little bit over the top, um,
2: as to be expected, when it performed as well as it did. Um, This, this, I I get it, this movie made more domestically than Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It is the, I, I could be wrong, it might be the single highest grossing MCU movie domestically. It's definitely the highest-grossing singles, like, non-team-up movie. Oh, right, right. yeah. But it might... I I think just to say that it made more than Infinity War domestically says a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it it has a lot to say, which is just something that you're not used to from an MCU movie. And I think that's... Um. huge.
0: Yeah, definitely paved, away. paved the change. way. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm curious to see what, what comes next. Especially for the sequel. I want to see what the sequel's like, too. Are we I'm sure there's
2: going that. to be a sequel?
0: Oh, that's true. That's true. We don't know what's going to happen in Endgame, so we have to see what happens. Nah, they already got it slated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, even though Ryan Coogler's confirmed as director and they're writing a script and everything like that, we don't know. You don't know. know they haven't announced that,
2: it.
1: The <laughs> highest grossing movie domestically. I haven't seen over a, Infinity a War. Kevin Feige PowerPoint presentation
2: sequel. with a timeline <laughs> map and things. That did nothing is official.
1: Hey, if you were questioning Guardians three, it would be legitimate right now.
0: Yeah.
2: Don't make
3: me cry. Um,
1: all right, so we'll go to <laughs> we go to
3: Romano's number four. Ready Player One.
0: Yeah. Okay. Glad to see that's getting some love. Two um, words: giant Gundam. That's
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget jumping out of Serenity. And yeah. Like just, uh, just uh, such a great moment. It's
3: just such a fanboy movie, really.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. Uh, Bradley number four. Aquaman. Okay. Uh, Josh. Number
2: four. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone would have really guessed this, but at, maybe after listening to the 2019 anticipated episode, maybe. It's not all that shocking, but Won't You Be My Neighbor has made my number yeah, four. Okay. The Mr. Rogers documentary. Uh, That's fair. It legitimately had like a big impact on me. Uh, it was nice to see a documentary do well in mainstream theaters again. Um, it was nice to be reminded that at one point in time for a long time, there was at least one person who legitimately wasn't okay, a shitty a person. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, like and, and like carried that banner for like 35, 40 years. Uh, it was really nice t- to be reminded. Of that in such, you know, a selfless, altruistic, legitimate, genuine way. Um, so maybe it, it, it was an effect of, you know, the times we live in. Um, I still think it was enjoyable and entertaining and engaging regardless. Um, but I definitely connected with it, with it big time. And, uh, yeah, uh, well, it's funny because I, I just like, I think like two days after we recorded the 2019 anticipated episode, yeah. they announced the title. Of the upcoming Tom Hanks biopic, and in the episode we recorded, I said, you know, this movie doesn't even have a title yet. So by, so yeah, by the time yeah, the episode was released, the title was out, but when we recorded, it wasn't.
0: There was like four or five things I think we talked about on that episode that it took me, what, a week and a half, two weeks to get it out. So by that time, we were already outdated for a lot of the stuff we talked about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess that just kind of happens. Yeah, I... For this movie, I... I, be honest, and it's sad for me to admit, because I live in Pittsburgh and know of Mr. Rogers and all that stuff, but I kind of forgot about this movie, even though Josh has been talking about it. It's one I definitely want to see. I never got
2: around to it. I got it as a Christmas you know? present. You are welcome to borrow it.
0: Yeah, I might have to do that, because I, I definitely do want to check it out. So that goes I, for everybody I can't else, I to this discussion. I, I feel like it, it you know, just based on your recommendation, I really, really want to check it out, but I cannot add to it.
2: And uh does it? So that everyone has it, the, uh, title of the Tom Hanks biopic is going to be called a beautiful day in the neighborhood.
0: Oh, that's good too. That's a good one. Uh, but yeah, yeah that's, that's the title
2: one. of this documentary at my number four slot is called, won't you be my neighbor?
0: Awesome. Pour one out for, Fred. um, yeah. Um, Romano Bradley, anything to add
3: for this one? Didn't see
1: it. I will watch it when it becomes available to me. Okay. Um, Fair I tend enough. to not pay for documentaries. I tend to just kind of wait for them to be free.
2: Oh, that's fine. I do a lot of stuff like through borrowing or through the library or something. So. Yep. As soon as Brian's done with it, you can have it.
3: Library? What's <laughs> that? <laughs> um, all
0: right. So we'll move on to my number four. My number four is Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, so which we already talked about, so we'll jump over to Romano's number three.
3: Creed 2. Oh, okay. As much as I thought I was not gonna, I didn't think I was gonna like it, it's a fucking Rocky movie, let's, okay, it's a boxing (laughs) movie. Everybody loves that, well at least I do. I was surprisingly shocked at the amount of story that actually went into it. Like, if you watch it, uh, okay, they're just remaking Rocky Four because he's going to fight Avondrago's son, blah, 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 blah. What the freaking do? I, I gotta say, they actually put some story to it, and it was, it was actually like they built on Avondrago's story, they built on his son's story, and why and what they were doing, what they were doing. I was, Pleasantly surprised, and honestly, I left the movie wanting to fight somebody. I mean, I not fight somebody, but I wanted to hit something. Like I was, <laughs> that, it was good. Right? I mean, I, I was like, I was seriously like all jacked up after I got out of it. Like, I, I couldn't go to bed. Like I wanted to, to fucking go work out. That's how good it was. Um, you I should, should talk to Ian.
1: Uh, I, I will say that uh, you definitely need to have a discussion with Ian. Um, <laughs> this is on my have not seen but need to see list
3: i highly recommend
1: it. better to not first get one. to this one
3: better than the, if you liked the cre- first creed this is better actually mm. Mm. It, it had a better story to it it actually had like g- a good story to it
1: and Sly well, was awesome again always is yeah
0: yeah i actually i didn't see this one either but i did you know, just from what you just said, I did really enjoy the first grade, so now I'm going to have to make it a point to find this one, too, yeah. and watch it. Yeah, Michael B. Mm-hmm. Jordan, awesome. Yeah, he's hard to disappoint. He yeah. does really good. Even, like, as bad as Fanforstick is, he's a highlight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Alright, so we'll go to Bradley's number three. My number three is Black Panther. I will note that this is the part of the list where how many times I saw it in the theater is starting to come into play, and this gets a whopping two <laughs> times I saw this in the theater, which puts it in the number three slot, which is how I determine my
2: few top movies here.
0: Fair
1: enough.
2: See, this, this uh... was one of my repeat viewings, um, even. Uh, this was the first... So, like, in the year and a half that Sarah and I worked at that movie theater, this was the first... And, I mean, by the time we left, like a month later, it was the first and only movie that we were allowed to set up. And someone actually cared to let us uh, set up an employee screening after, like, the night that it opened. So, like, the way that the digital files work anymore, like, you know, companies aren't sending, like, film canisters anymore. Everything's, like, digitally sent by satellites and shit. So... And it comes with, like, access codes that won't turn on until a certain time. Because they don't want people viewing material. They don't want piracy and all that. So, um, like, the early screenings were Thursday evening. It opened that weekend. So, I think it was Friday night of that first weekend. It was, like, 2 a.m., 1 a.m., something like that. Those of us that were closing uh, and anyone else that wanted to come in from the staff, we got together, stayed up, you know, another couple hours and actually, like, all watched it together for the first time that same night. Um then we went back a couple couple weeks later and, and saw it again. But yeah, that that gotcha. holds holds the honor.
0: Cool, cool. Uh Josh is number
2: three. Uh I am very glad that Bradley had brought this up during the anticipated twenty eighteen list. Uh I, I think I would have maybe found interest in it anyway, but his initial recommendation is definitely what got me out to see it in the theater. Uh, my number three is a quiet place.
0: Yeah, okay. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit, or <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I, I I think a lot of us had. I don't know if you guys got to it. I'm sure Bradley did, but I uh, I was happy with the originality of it i was impressed with the acting i was impressed with the left you know like the sharp left turns that the the story takes when it wants to throw you off um similar to some other movies in the past years it was an interesting way to deal with different communication uh dilemmas or apparatus or 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 concerns and considerations and you know how do you show people still being able to, to function, how, what, what, how would their lives change based on certain things and all that. Um, so I couldn't talk it up enough. I, I enjoyed the hell out of it.
1: I agree. Original idea uh, for this kind of horror movie, very well done. Um, John Krasinski is great in just about everything the guy does. Same goes for Emily Blunt. Um. It didn't make my top 10, but it would be right there with honorable mentions. Um, it, it was. It, it didn't make it, I think, because I thought about it, and I just don't think I ever need to watch it again. Mm. I feel like it's one of those movies that the entertainment value is there the first time, but once you know how everything pans out, it doesn't necessarily warrant additional viewings. It's fair, yeah. I, I didn't see it, so I can't you on. comment one way or the other.
0: <clears throat> I've heard good things, but I haven't haven't seen it myself. Um, just because we're we're running short on time, because I think we've been going along. We're I'm gonna try to keep us moving here. Uh, my number three, we already talked about, which might have been a surprise how high it is, but I got tag as my number three.
2: As <laughs> much as I've heard you talk about it, that doesn't surprise me.
0: Yeah, I yeah after after the first viewing, I knew that was gonna make my top five somewhere. I didn't know where, but it's yeah, it's hung out to make my top three.
3: Uh, so we're on to Romano's number two, uh, Spider Man. I mean, it, one one and two were like such a toss up just because of how awesome they were. But, yeah, uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse was probably one of the best no, Spider Man aside. Uh, one of the best and most innovative cartoon movies, animated movies I've ever seen. Yes. Just how they made it look like a live comic book was just yeah. awesome. Just, just so, so cool how they did that. I mean, it's Spider-Man. You really can't say much more about it. <laughs> and it's not even <laughs> I mean, the Spider-Man that I'm used to. It's a different Spider-Man. So yeah, but I was still cool. Many with different it. Spider-Mans.
1: Oh <laughs> <Well>, yeah. <laughs> That, that movie is at the tippy, tippy top of my list of must-see movies right now. I have not gotten out to uh, see it. I'm geez. incredibly pissed at myself right now um, for not having seen it, but well, it is right at that list of need-to-see.
2: Well, I, I, I actually literally just saw it last night, um, and I didn't put it anywhere on any of my lists. Reason being... Uh... Reason being... I I was waiting for the surprise Josh. I thought it was going to be one of your one or two. No, the re- reason is <laughs> I I did enjoy it immensely. Extraordinarily surprised at how well it was it was done, especially when, you know, we heard like, okay, so in the middle of all this stuff, they're making an animated theatrical Spider-Man movie. Um but I had such a good impression coming out last night that I didn't want to have that like as a skewed data point. You know what I mean? So like if it had released like months ago but the fact that it just came out like 2 or 3 weeks ago, maybe maybe 4 at that point. But but still like it was very very fresh. I wanted to see it before we recorded. I wanted to see it before it was out of theaters. Um I I wanted to let it See
0: I thought, I thought that was the point though. I thought you were trying to see it before your list it, before we recorded it this, w- so you could add it to the list if it needed to be. It <laughs> was
2: to some degree, but I think I actually had such a good reaction to it that I needed to let it simmer. Like, if it had fallen, like, middle ground, I'd have been like, okay, this could be, like, number eight or so. But it was actually really, really, really decent. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll come back in, like, three months with a little bit of a revision. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so, spoiler alert, this made my number two. I, I I was really trying to fight for it for number one, mm-hmm. but I, I can't displace number one which should be obvious to most people yeah um i i saw a spider verse with romano here immediately after we were done seeing it i would have walked in and watched it again
3: uh, you know what i could have easily gone i tried to get jessica she didn't want to go
0: yeah it it all the stuff that he said i think it's a fantastic spider-man movie they nailed the story miles morales is fantastic the art style of a living comic book world is gorgeous. unique and different and i loved it uh-huh it's gonna be one of those movies that looks fantastic on like 4k blu-ray because it's gonna the colors are gonna pop
2: yeah. when you're watching it at home when i when um, i got home i told sarah because she didn't really have an interest in in seeing it at all and i was like on the fence i was like iffy about it but i wanted to give it a shot and especially like i'm watching the credits and i see like lord and miller's name attached to it and i'm like yeah. that makes a lot of sense yeah. Given what I just saw, that makes a lot of sense. And same thing uh, with Jess. Maybe Mike is. I think Sarah would enjoy the hell out of this now, but I think mm-hmm. the preconception of it, unless you're like already in the bag for anything Spider-Man, like you know, it, like like you guys are, maybe. Um, you know, she needed a little bit more of a sell, but I, I, I after experiencing it, I think she would love it.
3: Oh, I told her she's going to, I'm buying it on Blu-ray, so there's no for <laughs> but she's going to have to watch it somewhere <laughs> with me. I'll win her over, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and this is definitely a stepping stone to more movies, especially with, you know, the impact this had at the box office. It won the Golden Globe for Best Animated Feature. Yeah. Spider-Verse so we will
3: come, for sure. Yeah,
0: we will be getting more Spider-Verse movies. Tonight. I mean, they already heated it up. I mean, yeah.
3: no, no more talk about that. Yeah. People haven't stay, seen stay, it. After the, stay after the credits, folks.
2: Yeah, that was so great. I love that payoff. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah I, this is one I could gush about because we never did a review at this. So I'm like chomping at the bit to talk about it. But I'm, I will try to move us on. Uh, Bradley, your number two.
1: My number two, according to, as I said, three <laughs> times seen in the theater, is Avengers Infinity War. Um, We could probably talk about that for an entire another podcast after the review we did before. Um, needless to say, this could very easily have been number one had I gone with a different method of choosing number one, but I've known what number one was all year long.
2: And It turns out to be Annihilation, process... I swear to God.
0: <laughs> oh, I it is? Process, process it? of Elimination, I think I figured out his one, and I don't know if I would have pegged that for his top. I would have figured it'd be in his top ten, but since um, he hasn't talked about it yet...
1: That said, Infinity War, amazing, obviously. Can't wait for Endgame. Yeah. There's not much more to say there. Yeah. We've said everything that could possibly be said about Infinity War.
0: Yeah, we did get to do a proper review on that one, so that's out there if you to listen to it. If, if you just want to hear us gush about a movie for two hours, that's pretty much what that is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, Alright, we'll go to Josh's number two uh i find myself being as shocked about this as maybe anybody my number 2 ended up at mission impossible
4: <laughs>
2: when i really thought about just like really the, what blew me out of the water what was extremely well crafted what did i just enjoy the hell out of i kept going back to that i only saw it once so far but i yeah it just stuck with me
0: well, I know, like, a few of my friends, like, uh, I think Chris, Eric, Matt, Josh, none of them have seen this movie yet. And I am, like, chomping at the bit to show them this movie. I'm just like, when the fuck are we sitting down and watching this? Because you guys need to see this.
2: It's definitely worth the time. I haven't
0: gotten around to it yet. But, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm like, looking for the excuse to just show this movie to people because it's so fucking good.
1: Yeah. You can't go wrong.
0: Um, all right, my number two, we talked about Spider-Verse. So we're bringing it around to everybody's number one, starting with Romano.
3: What do you think it is?
0: Well, I mean, process of elimination pretty much. I can pretty much figure out everyone's number one because I'm looking at the is list. Is it Mandy?
3: <laughs> no, I mean, Infinity War didn't even make my list. It was the biggest disappointment of the year. Well, the that drastic is that, Park. <laughs> that is surprising. Sorry. No, I'm just fucking <laughs> with you. It was
2: Infinity War. <laughs> Let, let's just get this out of the way because Bradley's going to have something different. Mine was Infinity War 2.
0: I, I also had Infinity War. As much as I wanted it to be something different, I could not. And I, there's a 99% chance Endgame is going to be here next year, but we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, that,
1: that's a tough choice, though, next year to say that now.
0: Oh, that's true. We got episode nine next year. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got episode and nine. Episode and episode nine end will be that's the a...
2: most fresh in your mind. They oh, will. that's true, because that'll be
1: December.
0: Yeah. I'll be coming off my fifth viewing as we <laughs> yeah. sit down to do. <laughs>
1: Hi ah, Bradley. Um, it, around to my number one, um, four times in the theater, several dozen times at home. Uh, is Ready Player One. Wow. Um, I cannot get enough of that movie. Um, and it, it's the type of movie I can watch twenty minutes of, a half an hour of, an hour of, whatever I'm doing. I can put it on for that amount of time. Watch whatever there is of it, whatever part it's on. I don't care. I just pick it up and watch it all the damn time. Um, it, it it felt like a movie that is the type of movie we don't get anymore. I mean, when's the last time a movie ended? With you make my dreams come true. (laughs) And you actually felt like this fits. Probably like 1989 is when you felt that the last time. (laughs) This movie brought a lot of those feelings back. And it just... It felt like an older Steven Spielberg. Maybe not his kind of movie. But an older... even I'll I'll say it's a Mechus movie. Is what it really felt like. You know. Go back... And it's just so much fun, start to finish. I I can watch it enough. Didn't
2: see that one coming.
0: Yeah, considering he talked about it earlier and said it's going to be higher on my list, and we hadn't talked about uh, it when we got to the number two spot. I was like, "Well, that's, that's why it's, I know what's it's your then. show." You're well. Brian's sitting to there. Details.
1: He's writing all this down as we're talking too, and none of the rest yeah. of us are. So, so I got to so got to read the book
3: because i never. I'm the only one that hasn't read the book yet. I never yeah, ever heard definitely. Of the book. Definitely give it a shot. because uh, yeah, I, I had never even heard of the book at all. And Brian, you're like, you got to watch the trailer for this. And I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, <laughs> I can get into that. <laughs> I think we saw this together. Didn't we go to the theater yeah, for
0: this? They show? just should have yeah. called
2: this Ooh, Shiny the movie. Yeah,
0: basically it was. <laughs> I mean, it really was. You know
1: what? It, they could, but it had heart too. True. Man. It, like, did. it was there. And it just, I don't know. The, the final battle sequence starts with them holding up a Boombox from like say anything <laughs> careless whisper like it... we're, we're playing careless whisper right yeah no no it was playing oh. um, we're not gonna take but It. that's it yeah never mind I'm sorry I'm... but he's ho- but he yeah. but it, but he's holding it up like say anything and it's just yeah <sighs> fucking Chucky man
3: <laughs> mm. fucking Chucky fucking <laughs> mean, Chucky I'm gonna watch that probably tomorrow night now I, and I and I just seen <laughs> I've been thinking the about last time
1: why. I watched it I noticed for the first time they had the president Will Wheaton. Sign on the wall in what part? In one part.
0: Yeah, in and, the basement. Vote, yeah.
1: vote Will Wheaton. Yeah, vote for Wheaton. It, it, it's like, well, it's just every time you watch it, there's something new to enjoy.
0: Yeah, I can't go wrong with that one. I,
1: if, like I said, if the other ones weren't locked
0: in for me above that, that that would have definitely cracked into the. Yeah, I, every time you know it's based on mood. Half the time I look at this list and I'm like, well, depending <laughs> on how I feel today, this could have been rearranged, but. I got to try to stick to my guns here. Um Romano, I know you're itching to go. Do you want to go over your honorable mentions and stuff real quick or no? We well,
3: we already talked about it. Mean, I said Black Panther and Deadpool 2. Okay. And then uh, Deadpool 2 was the one that made my it, it made my honorable mention, but it also made my biggest disappointment list. Okay. I think any, any surprises? With, with any surprises was Ready Player 1 only because, you know, I never read the book. I mean, it looked cool, but like I was actually really surprised like how much I actually really liked the movie. Okay. And was that The Outlaw King on Netflix. With Chris gotcha. Pine? With Chris Pine and his little
2: dingle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure he would love that movie review on a poster. Come see Chris Pine okay. and his little dingle.
0: <laughs> um, Alright, so real quickly, I did tally the scores based on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, boy. So, Romano averaged out... Eighty for both critic and users. Nice. Hmm. Bradley is at seventy-nine critic and eighty user. Neck and neck. Uh, Josh had seventy critic and sixty-nine user. Uh, I'm at eighty-one critic and seventy-seven users. I got the better average. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like we (laughs) all did better (laughs) last year. Yeah, I think I think we did. I have to. Where the hell's last year's list? Whatever.
2: I like the movies I picked. Screw them all.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Romano, If you want to cut loose, we'll cut you loose. I am going to bounce. The rest of us will finish up.
2: I will talk
3: to you guys later. All right, peace. All right, man. Yeah. Um,
0: all right. So quickly, do we want to go through honorable mentions and uh, surprises, disappointments, anything we didn't cover yet? All
1: right. Yeah. Um, um, for go ahead, Mike. I was gonna say for me, um, honorable Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, we didn't cover that. That was damn near in my top. I, I you know, me and giant monster movies. I, it, it's just a that movie's just fun. Um, yeah. And the other honorable mention I have is Super Troopers Two. Uh, <laughs> that movie was hilarious. <laughs> um, yes, it was. It, it you know again, it's an honorable mention. I didn't feel like it deserved to be in the top ten, but damn, that was fun. Um, That's one I still haven't seen. I should. I need to make it a point to yeah, find that one. That too. one just went on HBO. Uh, like like I yesterday. I don't think I have. I don't have HBO. But oh, I thought you
2: did we for can... Westworld. I thought you kept it for that.
0: No, I haven't. I I was. I gotta hijack my parents probably if I want to do okay. that. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say we. I think we have HBO to go as well. Uh, Sarah has all that crap. But uh, disappointments <laughs> for me tomorrow. was
1: Fantastic Beasts. And the Meg, mm-hmm. of course, as I, I, I when I put it in my top ten, anticipated. I said it was going to be in my disappointments then, and it didn't disappoint. Um, even though <laughs> well, it then did, did it really <laughs> disappoint? Um, then?
2: So even even though you knew it was going to disappoint you, it was even lower. No, than your expected still, disappointments you to still because otherwise, then it is what you expected
1: for twenty years, and it's not very good. It's not we're near as good as what the books were it's a disappointment. All and right, even fair if you like. expect it to suck, it's still a disappointment, because you're like, God damn it. Yeah, I'm just arguing it, semantics. Especially when you consider the fact that it should have been Eli Roth directing that movie. Like, it it was slated to be Eli Roth, and it wound up not. Um, and my only surprise that was not talked about was He's Out There. Um, that was the horror movie with uh, Yvonne Strahovski that I had previously mentioned once, I think that is pretty fantastic.
0: All right. So we'll go on with Josh's, uh, whatever we didn't cover. Honorable yeah. mentions, surprises, disappointments.
2: Uh, my honorable mentions, I mean, we did talk about each of them at some point. Um, let kind of put them in order as they were released throughout the year. Uh, honorables were black Panther, Deadpool two, Incredibles two, and bad times at the El Royale. Uh, okay. my surprises were, uh, Mike, you're in good company. Super Troopers 2. That movie was 17 years after the first one. Mm -hmm. For it to be as funny as it was without relying on just constant callback jokes. And like rehashing the same plot but packaging it differently. It was really funny. Yeah. Uh, Aquaman was also a surprise just because I don't think I had high expectations or high hopes for it. You know, I didn't know really what to expect, but it definitely elevated itself. Uh, and my last one, even though it didn't really fall in anywhere else, like honorables or anything, was Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Uh, I am I think I've talked before, like, I don't think Jurassic World is a good movie at all. I, I, I mean, I, it, it's on prior episodes. Go listen if you want. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going into the sequel to that, um, again, didn't have quite high hopes, but uh, I think this kind of redeemed itself. It found a bit stronger of a story to hang itself on, um, so I was happy to see that. Uh, my disappointments were Annihilation. Because Ooh, in okay. the end, I just, I, I'm still not entirely sure what the hell I watched. <laughs> Fair. Um, it I didn't hate it. I didn't not enjoy it, per se. I'm just not sure what i watched like if somebody was reading an astrophysics textbook at mit in hungarian to me it would have been the same thing (laughs) i i just i don't i don't know yeah um (laughs) uh speaking of pretty the other disappointment was a wrinkle in time um i didn't i've never read the book but uh so i didn't like have a hope per se but i think from the from the previews just from the visuals and whatnot i was as hoping for a lot more and it just ended up being really bland in my opinion yeah uh and my last disappointment was one that i just clocked in right before christmas um i wanted this to be better i really did mortal engines Mm, oh
1: yeah i did not see that yet it but
0: i did see that too and i i did, I feel like that checked off every single YA box that you would expect, and I feel like that just bogged down the movie and in, in needless crap.
1: I like Amy and I were about to go and see it, mm-hmm. and it went through my mind, just check a review real quick. <laughs> and then I checked the, uh, like, Rotten Tomatoes, and then it was like, okay, so I'll check a different review, and everything was negative, 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 like, this is just not for made for adults kind of thing. Like, it's...
0: yeah. It's more just story stuff, yeah. like the design aspect of the cities and what they do, and that whole thing is fucking cool, yeah. which
2: is what I wanted more of that. I wanted more of the background yeah. of the history, like how did this happen? How do you even make these things how does how how do they continue fueling how do you manage a society? I wanted all of that. I didn't necessarily need as much of the intermittent like sidebars right teenage angst, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so we'll hit my couple categories. Honorable mentions—I think I I talked about a bunch of the, or at least most of them. Aquaman was my honorable mention. Deadpool two. Um, I'm with Mike. Pacific Rim: Uprising has some plot and story holes in it, but as far as just a fun movie, just to see robots beat the shit out of things <laughs> and look really awesome doing it. Yeah. And, and I just recently watched it again because I only watched it once and I wanted um. to. Watch it again before we put the list together, because I wanted a little bit more fresh in my mind to see how I felt about it. And it it, it was either this or Tomb Raider making my number 10, oh, and I okay. gave it to Tomb Raider.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not going to see Pacific Rim Uprising thinking that, oh, man, this better have a very sound story. No. Yeah. It's, gi- it's giant robots being the shit out of giant monsters. This is not... We're not like that's all that. I expect from the next Godzilla movie
0: is just giant monsters beating up other giant monsters. That's all I really care about right
1: now. Yeah, the story's not important. It's just this is gonna look fucking cool. Yeah, you know. And I,
0: I, I bought Pacific Rim Uprising in 4K, so I got to see it in Ooh. its 4K glory, and it is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do not have
1: the 4K. That would
0: be Bohemian Rhapsody also made my honorable mentions, and one we haven't talked about is Vice. Oh, I, I, think I, I not seen really it. liked. I really like Vice. I think Adam McKay has is kind of carving out a little niche for himself in like these mm-hmm. documentary type biopic movies. Like Big Short, I thought was really mm-hmm. good. He puts a unique spin on these things that they're they're tongue in cheek and they have a sense of humor to them, all while trying to tell the facts and the story to what they're they're trying to do. So it, it keeps it a little bit more entertaining that way, that it's not just like spitting out a bunch of information and trying to give you all this drama, but it's doing it so it's like a, in a fun, interesting way. There, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's a, there's a part of the movie, like a third or, you know, uh, fourth or a third of the way through the movie that I was just dying laughing at, because I feel like if people don't get his sense of humor, they would not understand what the hell's going on. Okay, yeah. And I... Again, I don't want to tell you. If you see it, we'll talk about it afterwards. But yeah, it it I was cracking up for a solid five minutes. I um, I but, was just
1: gonna say for Vice, I was immediately impressed with how incredible the makeup was.
0: Yes, yeah, Christian Bale utterly disappears into Dick Cheney. Yeah,
1: that. It, it is it's just a statement weird. you never want to hear again. Um, <laughs> n- n- yeah, it- it's unbelievable. Just from seeing the preview, the first preview I saw, I didn't know anything about the film. I didn't know it was Christian Bale. Amy and I were having like that trailer discussion, Like, and she noticed it first, and she saw like She heard it. She didn't really see that it was Christian Bale. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit, that's Christian Bale. And yeah which He's is like the just, last person in the world you expect.
2: Yeah, it's such a strange choice to take someone his age of a different nationality with a yeah. with that nationality's noticeable accent and make him play play a a historical figure of another country in contemporary times. You know, it's not Did anyone
0: watch the Golden Globes?
2: Yes. His Cockney.
0: Yeah, I mean, like he he won for best supporting actor yeah. as as for that role, and just hearing him speak in his normal voice, and then watching Vice and hearing him be Dick Cheney, it is completely different.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
0: ended up thanking Satan yeah. in his acceptance yeah, the, the, speech, that, which was
1: the inspiration. <laughs> this was like that was like the only part of the Golden Globes I actually got to see was his thing, because. <laughs> kunkle told me about it and i just had to watch and i was like oh my god
0: what? yeah that was great um surprises for me uh they both made my top 10 bumblebee surprised me for as well of a transformers movie as that ended up being and i kept talking about it all year is tag mm-hmm. tag was i still think is a fucking <laughs> good movie uh disappointments for me i mentioned it earlier fantastic beasts i think I just, I wanted more from it, and it, I just, I don't know, it left me short, feeling short for that movie. Um, Not that I expected much from it, but I still walked away disappointed, was Fallen Kingdom. I'm on the opposite side from okay. you, Josh. I think Jurassic World is a far superior movie than Fallen Kingdom. I think Fallen Kingdom falls apart halfway through. I'm on... And it, and it loses me. I'm okay. on your side. I actually forgot to add that to my disappointments. <laughs> um, I think it, it tries to take it, like, more horror-y route. Yeah. Like a a scary thriller type of thing. And it's shot that way. It just... There was nothing there that interests me. I mean, they they, (laughs) they play this
1: route to me... Like, again, this is similar to Pacific Rim. I'm not looking for... Quality cinema in filmmaking and editing and story writing. I'm looking for fucking dinosaurs chasing people and having fun during that journey. And they played this route that somehow this Indoraptor was more badass than an Indominus Rex. And it was like, you went down. You went, you you, you took, you're (laughs) supposed to scale up in these things when you go from one movie to the next as far as what's going to happen. They did it great with Jurassic Park and the Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. They were like, here's a Tyrannosaur. It's a big badass. There's Velociraptors. They're badasses. Next one, like, there's two Tyrannosaurs and now there's no fences and there's lots of Velociraptors. The third one's like, here's a thing that kills a Tyrannosaurus. And then the good Jurassic World, and they're like, here's the Indominus Rex, way more badass than a Tyrannosaurus. And this one's like, well, we got a smaller you, version you know of what they? Now.
2: You know what they did right in this one? Hmm. They took out the stupid, needless kids. They did?
0: I will give you that. Well, there, there is there, there is, is a kid, kid but, she,
1: but she, is, she plays an she actual is, role
2: that yeah, she is part matters of the in the plot of movie. instead of just being there for no damn reason, and they're bitchy whiny the whole Time and their stupid I'll give you tween that. The kids emo-ness. in Jurassic
0: World drive me up a fucking wall. They serve ball.
2: no purpose they... to the plot at all. Other yes, than showing that Claire's a douchebag.
1: Yeah, pretty She's much. She's a bad aunt. She's a douchebag. Hate That's about it. Kids.
0: But I think kind of my complaint with Fantastic Beasts fits Jurassic World. I think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is a stepping stone to the cap-off of this trilogy. Okay. I think they're just leading towards
1: whatever towards 3 is going to be. Jurassic World as yeah. you know like that was actually the one moment in that movie i really liked was the final statement you get from ian malcolm as things are happening at the end of the movie and he gives that final statement it that was actually really cool which in itself was a needless cameo but whatever it was but you give me jeff goldblum narrating sequences i'm I, i'll take that actually
0: yeah, the only thing was, yeah, but every single line of dialogue that he says in
1: that movie is in the trailers. Like they they ruin the surprise for that's that. That's true. And they could have used more of him narrating things. Yeah. Yeah. He, Just narrate the movie.
0: I'm fine with that's that. The
1: best part of the video game, the the Park Builder game <laughs> is that he narrates the whole damn thing. Oh, okay. It's amazing.
0: Uh, my last disappointment is more of a disappointment in the fucking movie-going audience.
2: Why the fuck did Venom make more fucking money than I most of the shit uh, out there this to year? I bring this up. I was hoping it's like, don't stare at the sun. Like, don't ignore-
0: I really thought I was going to make somebody's list. I was not going to no. be surprised if it hit somebody's I, number 10 somewhere. I
1: almost did it just to trigger you. Just, just to- <laughs>
0: Well, I know you were the one that kept saying you didn't, you liked it more than most of us. So I'm I figured like, if it was going to show up on anybody's list, it would have been yours. That I, doesn't
2: mean it's in my top ten. Like, her, it's... Here's here's <laughs> the thing, though. How many people so far have you personally talked to who have seen this movie said, "Oh yeah, I really dug it." I think it just so happened that it like like us. It was just this perfect storm amalgam of enough people simultaneously saying. Alright, I guess I'll check it out. That's I th- it. I think there were a That's few it.
0: people, Josh, I think some some friends of ours have, I don't know if I talked to them personally, but just seeing maybe like Facebook posts or something from it, that there are certain people that did come
2: out of it saying they liked the movie. There's nothing, oh, there's nothing to like about it. It borrows, it th- borrows pieces from every other successful aspect of all these other movies. It has no clear characterization you don't know why the hell venom changes routes you don't know if you're supposed to like him supposed to hate him you don't know if Eddie is supposed to like him or supposed to hate him or if he's supposed to 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 not like this relationship god damn it it's it's just i've opened pandora's box Uh. so so here's the thing (laughs) if i was
1: given an award if we were doing top 10 performances of the year tom hardy is on my list
2: It, it, it he he did fine. I don't lenses. know if I'd go top 10 performance. Yeah, so I feel like he was fantastic. Through certain lenses. I, I, I could see what you mean. but and, and that's the only reason I can think that people come out with ability Is because how they crafted the Eddie Brock character to interact with this thing Whoa. that's a part of him. That's the only aspect of it. Take that out. The whole story just... Falls the frick apart. Yeah. And like I said, there, there's no real clear delineation on what his relationship with this symbiotic parasite thing like is supposed to be. Is it a good guy? Or are we supposed yes. to like it? We don't know. Well, he seems like a pretty terrible person, telling us where he's gonna bite people's heads off, and he, he wants <laughs> him to be. But that's his nature. So, is is it an anti-hero? We don't really know. He's not. Well, this is the this is our main character, so we have to care about him. We don't want him to die. Uh, so we need. Uh, we have the supposing force. Nothing goddamn makes sense. <laughs> but, can,
1: but don't can, worry, because we're getting a sequel. Can we suffice it to say that opening up Venom's story without Spider Man doesn't work? And that's part of the biggest problem here, and we don't want Sony to try again. We want Sony to give up. But there's too much money in it. And they won't.
0: Yeah, this is officially greenlit like every other Spider-Man spin-off they ever want to do.
1: For now. Until so, one until all it's gonna take is one more tank and they're gonna say, well, no, we'll cancel these now and we'll just stick to what worked before. And they'll yeah, try I'm and reboot to if they're, again. If they're, and, I'm gonna be yeah, I'm
0: gonna be curious if they're that gun shy again, if they get one more dud if they're back to the drawing board or if they're gonna say, well this was the offshoot. We just want to get that Venom sequel out there and it'll write the ship.
2: I was trying to rack my brain today because I figured this would come up at some point that <laughs> I was thinking of that you know, I'm spoiling the hell out of this. I don't care. I hate Venom so much. The that end credit scene. Oh, care that they top. reveal with him not not only looks absolutely terrible, like they ran out of all the money and they put that together in like some they could have just empty left him bald empty room in a high school and they like took that wig from their theater oh, yeah. department. I was trying to rack my brain at least on like the any MCU movie tags. Something that we've seen in the last couple of years that was so on the nose but not like in an ironic way blatantly corny about that reveal of what's happening with that uh, oh there will be carnage <laughs> that was the stupidest line in the world
1: can, yeah. can because I say they though that... it's still of all superhero movies this year it is my second on the top of the bad list for post credit scenes with Aquaman taking number one yeah what the fuck was the point of that I'm not going to say what it was. I'm not going to spoil it. This movie just came out. But I'm if, actually if
0: trying to remember. Look, what,
2: I know. What, what, I just saw it. I can't remember.
0: Just to tell you that there's going to be a sequel with that person. That's pretty much oh, it. Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. It, it,
1: it, we just got that.
2: Okay, so it was, that, it was needless because I think... it
1: just happened.
2: Yeah. I, yeah. That's what... like We don't need that. I get that part, yeah. But, <laughs> but I don't... I just... Like, the way that the Venom thing was pulled off, it was like, that's how you would make a movie in 1995.
0: I don't want to name the cat. just, I know we've sort of spoiled it, but we're still being very vague, so I think it's still pretty safe. I don't want to say who is in the end credits scene of Venom, but I would have much preferred Carrot Top, to be honest.
2: (laughs) Just put him in there. If
0: they were going to go the route they
1: went, they may as well have.
0: No, I, I even think just compared to who they cast, Carrot Top fits that character better in comic book form. Like the, the the lanky redhead character that you are that you know of fits carrot top. They would, they would more save than it does literally millions
2: cash. of dollars in the budget. That you too. could pass carrot top for like thirty grand carrots.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Pay him however here's you want some props to. Props for your next show. Like pay his like the <laughs> rent on his apartment for the next year, and that's like that's it. You got it. Yeah. Well, that and yeah. his speed. You gotta give him his speed. <laughs>
0: Uh, all right, so I didn't want to end on such a
1: downer, <laughs> but
0: it's kind of where we're at. And this is, I think, probably going to end up pushing three and a half hours when all is said and done. So we'll you see are welcome, listeners. if we if we can. This is what you sign up for. Hopefully you take these in chunks because no one has that kind of time to sit down in one sitting and listen That's to all what
2: this what work commutes are for.
0: Yeah. Hopefully you have. Hopefully you have an hour long commute. Just you spread it out for like your trip this.
2: trip in and trip home Monday through Friday. You got a whole week's worth of. You don't, <laughs> need, don't turn the radio on. You don't need that crap. This is commercial free.
0: That's true. Yeah, you know, we have we this. have no ads to pay for anything <laughs> that we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so that's where we're gonna end it. Hopefully you've enjoyed the countdowns. These are always really fun. I think for us to do I it's, it's a shame that we do them back to back because it's like I'd rather spread them out. We have to find more like top 10 lists like this to do, I think, later in the year so we can sort of break it up, uh, have some more fun. Um, so, yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, please stop by iTunes. You can leave us a five-star rating and review there. You can find us now on Google Play. Uh, and as always, you can find us on Facebook. Search Brian and Superfriends. Go to facebook.com slash Superfriends. You can send us questions, comments, topic suggestions, any of that stuff there. You can email us, superfriends at gmail.com. I'll be honest, I don't check that. But <laughs> I do check Twitter now, so you can find us at BG BGSuperfriends on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to post most of the same articles that I post on Facebook. I'm trying to make sure I also put them up on Twitter so to try to get a little bit more exposure, maybe start a conversation out there. I actually did have a conversation with someone about a Spider-Man post. We were going back and forth about Sony and Spider-Man and Venom yeah it was about the Venom sequel or the writer I think and it was for the most part pretty cordial so that so at least I had an interaction on Twitter that wasn't d- d- you know didn't devolve into shouting at each other and how wrong everyone was and stuff like that so that was kind of come nice. talk
2: to us please we want to yeah. hear from you
0: <laughs> Josh is very vocal on Facebook so you can find us on Facebook if you want to talk to Josh and I we can
2: set uh, up live like simultaneous listening parties to the episodes (laughs) that i'm even on myself and then we can post comments back and forth as we go through it'll be fun
0: yeah josh has been known to live comment as he's listening to the episodes to the once the post is up so you can catch all of his his inner thoughts as he's going through them through the episode uh on the facebook page it's all Um, stream of conscious so yeah that is, that is it for us. Uh, on behalf of Josh, Mike, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time.